those kind of things like i have a bias towards this kind of stuff because like Mm -hmm. those kind of things are the things that i actually enjoy the most right it's not necessarily (laughs) just like glitching you know what i mean like i don't know is it finding out anything like little or or hacks i suppose like life hacks it's kind of fun (laughs) um tarkov life hack Welcome to Scav Talk, an Escape from Tarkov podcast where we continue to focus on developing the game, patch note analysis, theory crafting, and general gameplay discussion. My name is Church, I'm one of your hosts, I am a video editor for Rock Mom and Airwing Marine. I'm Gigabeef, a Tarkov YouTuber helping you guys get better at the game. And welcome back to another week of Scav Talk, while we wait for the wipe and we get teased by soon TMs and Tarkov TV and all that kind of stuff. Um, since then, we've not had a, a great deal. But before we get into all of that, how has your week been, at Church? How's it been going? It's been going good, man. Just <laughs> DJing it up. Um, for those watching this uh, Monday on YouTube or listening to it on the recording, it is currently Thursday morning, 3.47 a.m. for me, and I think it's, what, 8 or 9? Yeah, it's like 8.47. We're doing a, an early edition, partly because I'm away. Um, but I was like, oh, we need to, you know, we need to reschedule the Friday thing. Church was like, hey, can we do, like, really, like, early your time or something? I'm just like, oh, dear, this is, <laughs> oh, God, what does this mean? But yeah, we've hopped on at, what, like, 3.47. And we've been trying to decide whether that's early or late. I'm not even sure anymore. It's um, the, the plague that seems to be all over the content world. We were, we were just talking about it beforehand. So many people, because there's no real, like in the content space, right? There's no like working hours and people all over the world. Mm-hmm. There's kind of no requirement to work in any particular time slot or or play in a time slot with, with other people because everyone else is all over the world when you're relaxing and you're downtime. And, uh, and then everyone just sleeps randomly at random points through the day. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, well said, man. That's it's. <laughs> Working from home plus being on a computer all day and uh, your window's completely blocked from any sunlight because that's cringe, dude. The sun is so cringe. <laughs> I'm a gamer. No. Grass, Do you have any windows in your room? I have one. and Is it bricked up? It's, I bought a thing off Amazon where you put it in the window seal, I guess. Mm-hmm. or the, It fills the entire cutout of the window. Okay. And it's like... Um, it blocks it's got like uv reflective on one side like blocks it's just like complete vampire technology dude it's great it's anti-sun total absorption (laughs) in fact we don't even want to absorb it we just want to reflect it right back out because we don't even want it at all the problem i would run into is historically i would get into the cycle where i would keep staying up keep staying up and it would get really bad till i was going to bed and the sun was rising and then eventually the sun would be you know shining through my window at like 12 p.m you know it's noon so i you know would like put stuff up to like reduce that but there's still light coming into the room so your brain's your brain's already screwed now it's getting extra screwed because it's you know receiving light so it thinks you're supposed to be awake so yeah we went pure black that way it's just like i don't know what time it is oh my, <laughs> my body has no just... clue <laughs> It just lives in a hermetically sealed content box so that you can live on like a 30 hour cycle and just, you know, be completely disconnected from the rest of humanity. I, lo- I love it. I love it. That's yeah, yeah that's good. 
Good. Maybe I should do the same actually. There's um no, I, don't I never really it. thought about it. <laughs> well, I, for a different reason. I never mm-hmm. really thought about it before. But I mean it's funny that you say about the, the schedules and all that kind of stuff. Because I would say that having having a, a little baby is like one of the most like schedule enforcing things yes. ever. I've spoken before about this to you, I think, about how because they're so routine orientated, you kind of like you're forced into that schedule. There's nothing you could do about it. So that kind of keeps you on the straight and narrow. It's quite useful in some ways. You've got this overlay where it's yep. like you know, the baby wakes up at this time and then they have their breakfast and then they do this and then da, da, da. and then normally my wife's looking after her in the day, that's fine. But then it's like, she gets the end of the day and she's just like, it's dinner time now. Where's the dinner? Well, it's, it's bath time now. And now it's bedtime, you know, and if you don't put me to bed now, then I'm going to be up for three hours because kids are kind of um, counterintuitive in some ways. When they get when they get overtired, they then don't sleep. So you have to like hit them in the, the sweet spot. If you try to put them to bed early, they won't sleep. If you you hit them in the sweet spot, it's all good. But if you, you go over by a couple of minutes, or it's not and it's not that bad. But if you go over by like an hour or something, then they're just like, well, now I'm too tired. Now I can't sleep. It's like, how does how does that work? But um, but that's the thing. But um no, so the reason why I was thinking, because I've got one window here and I actually have a, a door there, which is which has got like glass panels in it, which I'm going to replace at some point because it's kind of noisy and I want to put soundproof paneling on the back of it at some point, just to kind of like block out the hallway, because that's probably the, the noisiest part. But the window was never really a problem, and I thought it was okay. It goes out onto a brick wall uh-huh. on the other side, so it's actually not that big a deal. But using the green screen recently, mm. because the sun comes in, you know, behind the clouds and da da da, like right. it, it screws up the color keying. Yeah. Um, as the brightness changes behind me. Yeah. And so the other day, I was having to kind of like crop myself into a smaller and smaller box <laughs> so that I had like just a tiny bit of green over each shoulder. But I was like, I can't move, otherwise I disappear outside of the green screen. I was like, like a mime, just like trapped inside this like tiny little chroma key box, just trying to stop it so that every time the sun goes, comes out or goes behind the clouds that I don't end up with like tons of green in the background. Dude, it's crazy. So like I actually could probably do with that just to block the sun out, to make the yeah. lighting just a bit more consistent while I'm right. streaming. Right. That would actually be kind of useful. So, um, yeah, because I'm kind of like on off with the with the green screen. If it's like an overcast day, mm-hmm. I can use it just fine. That's all right. But if it's like sunny with scattered clouds, it actually makes it really problematic. So, yeah, maybe that's a maybe that's a good idea. I have to look into this the vampiric technology that you speak of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, so anyway, what what what's been going on? We have not really had very much since we last spoke. We talked. All last time about talk of TV, which shows like a ton of stuff. Nikita right. was saying soon TM. Um, I think even last time when we had our discussion, I'd had that conversation on Twitter with like Nice Guy and Jesse, and and we were kind of like, uh, you know, I'm not sure if it's going to be coming soon. And Nice Guy's still on the things are coming soon train. It's going to make sense, you know. Hopefully, there's an event that weekend. I think that was that was just before last weekend, and. Nothing came, obviously, and um, I'm not really surprised, to be fair. But um, there was one interesting thing that I did see, and I don't think it was the last Nice Guy video, but it was one a, a previous one that he had, which was he mentioned what I said before, that I'd read on a comment from someone else even before that, which was about the like, the slight concern over the storytelling. Um, just if this is like, you know, the Rizzy thing, if that just right. gets dropped, if nothing happens with it. Like, I was kind of surprised to hear him say that, and I was like, oh, God, that makes me worry even more. About like the 1.0 main storyline if the events is kind of really scattered or whatever like maybe it's different maybe they see it in a different way and as he said it's the same people who are like writing the books or whatever and those are quite good apparently i actually should get around to reading those books mm-hmm. but um he was yeah he was just kind of mirroring those same concerns that this sort of disconnected storyline thing maybe it's just for like random lore to spice stuff up maybe it doesn't really mean that much to them i don't know right. but it could obviously be... the playbase reads a lot into it it could be you know, a separate 
team or individual that's you know tasked with making these events and coming up with with them um so it mm. could be completely separate outside of like the team quote unquote that's working on 1.0 to give them the benefit of doubt because I, I i do think that they will have some sort of conclusion i suspect or resolution i suspect it's going to involve the the pre-wipe events it may not be as like epic and grand as we want it to be or maybe we think it will be but i i, I don't know yeah maybe that's true because we know that well i say we know we feel or think that this is probably pushed out quite a lot more than they expected, right? Because the original indications yeah. that they said was that the Lighthouse expansion was going to be coming with the trader, and that was a while right. back. And so if you then compressed all the events that have happened into that time period, it makes a lot more sense. Whereas now with it being dragged out, they've had to have a few weeks with nothing going on in between. And yeah, it's just a bit different, right? Because they were going to be showing Arena on Summer Games Fest, but then didn't. And then we, mm. we were going to have Lighthouse expansion before that. So maybe things have got messed up a little bit in in the queuing. Whereas something like the 1.0 story, it's all sort of, con- it's like self-contained, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't have to factor in like development work on things being released at the right time for the story to make like coherent sense and be yeah. within a sensible time frame. So maybe that's different because, yeah, you'll experience that within the game and it'll be built within the game as its own entity, this whole thing. It's not reliant upon all these other things because clearly, right, development comes first and then community, I don't know what you'd call it, but community hype fulfillment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a better way of putting it. The community hype train comes second for sure. And I think that was just, that was my takeaway from the whole situation is that, yeah, they're not prioritizing that community aspect as much as the development, which is totally fair enough. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's totally fair enough. So we're just gonna have to wait a little bit longer, I guess. Um, we haven't had any indications yet of any pre-wipe events or anything like that. I mean, I, I suppose it's possible that we could start getting them this weekend, but I don't know. People have been asking me, and I just I can't see if you if I was gonna guess a date, I mean this was like a week ago even that I was guessing, but I, I would my date would have been something like the 30th of June, like the Thursday, the 30th, It'd be like the very final day of June to go into um, July with a, with a new patch or something. But that, that would be my guess. But it could easily be three weeks away, four weeks away for like mid, mid-July mid or something. Um, as easily as it could be next Thursday. I, I don't know. Yeah. But, hmm. my, my guess is if I'm BSG and I wanted to do an arena showcase at Summer Games Fest and that didn't pan out, I want to do this big epic of... Uh, let's further back. I wanted to include the trader in the patch that didn't work out. I want to do this big epic event and have like this grand opening to the patch that didn't work out, you know, quote unquote. Um, do you in that situation, do you still go on full overdrive, panic, scramble to get everything in so you can just push it out? Or do you just like, hey, you know what? We're like so far behind. Let's just take our time. Let's get it right so we don't have to, you know, come into work at five AM and, you know, fix do a bunch of hot fixes patches because the patch is on fire and the servers are burning up and the new AI boss is spawn killing everyone. <laughs> so, that's yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Is like maybe, maybe it might be another two weeks before we see anything. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's t- I think that's sensible. Right as as you say, they're they're so far behind kind of the indications that they gave out in general that now it doesn't really matter so much um, whether it comes in a week, in two weeks, in three weeks. I, I don't think it, it matters too much. You know, people are still just 
now that they've announced the wipe in some ways i actually feel that that has sort of revitalized a little bit of the game because now people know that they're not having to wait for three months yeah for so sure that's given a little bit of time i think actually that's given the community a bit of a, a sort of room to breathe just because they know that this is into the final days and they could just mess around and we're not having to sustain what we're doing for you know until you know i don't know september or something um so i think that's i think that was a good play and to give us no date is is fine and yeah if they take their time and it's a month away from now like we'll, we'll survive it'll it'll be fine mm-hmm. it'll be no biggie because people are just waiting for it now so you know but no i just i thought that was interesting i, I don't yeah. I, I don't i don't know obviously everybody's now asking you know, when do you think it's going to be? And it's, you know, everyone kind of wants to know. But I, th- I think that's the thing. Like Nikita posted, actually, let me let me pull up his his tweet because he's he's posted a few a few bits and pieces here and there. And um, he replied to someone the other day. If we go on his tweets and replies, um, <laughs> his, his latest tweet is one of those. Uh, I can't, what are what are they called? Those things where you have like the squares and they're like computer generated like situations. Oh yeah, dude. I, they're, they're all over the place now. I can't it's like it's AI generated. You you just type in a like phrase a set of words like mm. shrek playing tarkov e? i don't know oh yeah. is, that, is that what it is i think I've, it's called dal e yeah, i applied I so, for that anyway yeah. oh really yeah i want access but, um... to that so bad dude that'd be so cool <laughs> but he put in he put up the post shrek fights in tarkov and it's just like <laughs> nightmarish like some kind of a horror movie honestly it's awful um but yeah, anyway, he, he on his post from the 13th, we might have even have said this last time, actually, but he said, you know, we're working 24-7 to make it clear to know, like, when the patch is going to be. Because um, someone on the 13th, oh no, we, we must not have talked about it because it's Monday. But he said, what's the most awaited feature? And someone said, everything. I can't wait for 338. On a side note, lots of people would be extremely happy if we just get an idea of when the patch is, like, not in the next two weeks. So if people have t- stuff to do, we could plan. And he said, working 24-7 to make it clearer to know. Um, so, like, they don't even know when it's going to be mm-hmm. and, and that kind of com- that sort of the way that he's saying that makes me think that like three weeks is more likely so the beginning like you know either like the 30th at the very earliest and maybe the first week of july i don't know um but it could yeah it could easily be four weeks away a month like something like that i don't, I don't know i don't know but yep. it's just the way that they're talking about it makes me think that right um so yeah i mean that that's 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 where we're at um i guess people uh coming to conclusions about what we might see um in the in the next in the next patch it does what people might do like, i know there was some chatter in my discord about mm-hmm. like mckenna and people doing scenarios using the new oh offline corp if you can have 11 people and um kind of got me thinking because i was like i'm not really much of a storytelling mm-hmm. you know put that stuff together kind of person but um and with my content in particular but i was like oh you know it's, it's definitely worth a thought now that it's actually going to be possible yep. you could lay out all sorts of scenarios and yep. even just like sprinkle cinematic stuff in and amongst yep. other other things because you can set those scenarios up now and simulate things so much more easily so like for me obviously it's big on testing but i don't really know like I, i'm going to be interested to see what people come up with in in that kind of cinematic fashion so, to, telling stories within the offline co-op and being able to use that as like a sandbox environment there's um, so I much mean, potential giga so much potential I know, I know. I just like I, normally I find I'm just not creative enough in that particular. Oh, don't say so short. I need some. Uh, I need some inspiration. Mm-hmm. I do. I need some inspiration to figure that out. Um, so yeah, we're like speculating about that and seeing what's going to come. I've been doing a bit of work on some of like the the big the big weapons recently, and uh, I'm interested to see what they bring for uh, the Mjolnir. I was actually asking some guys because like I didn't I, like I haven't seen it this wipe at all. 
for Mark 18. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it at all. And I'm not going to kill Sturman 25 times. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's just not really a thing. Until my uh, internet situation improves, which I, th- I feel like, God, I feel like I talk about it every single time I stream now. Because people are like, hey, what's your ping going on with your ping? And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's like every single time. I'm like half time to cut it off just, just so people stop asking about it. But um, once my internet situation gets gets fixed, then I'll feel more comfortable playing Woods because I've kind of I'm actually kind of steering clear of Woods now because like the, the bit rate is so low anyway for people playing normally on mine. It's just like you can't really see what's going on. So I'm very unlikely to kill Sturman 25 times. Anyway, that's kind of a side tangent. <clears throat> so I've not seen the Mark 18. So I was asking for some screenshots of some of the stats and things like that just because I had it. Well, you could buy it easily in 12.11, but now you can't get access to it. And um, literally after like collecting all the information from people, whatever, the very next moonshine scav case, boom, in it comes the Mark 18. I was like, seriously? Huh. Like, I haven't seen one all wipe. And like, I just got one in the scav case just after asking for all the information about this weapon. Um, so that was kind of, I guess, fate, I suppose. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> you could one. get it from the scav case. That's interesting. I mean, neither did I. But I guess it yeah. makes sense. It makes me wonder if you can get the, the uh, multi launcher GL from the scav case in the coming patch or if it's going to be right out of there oh that's a very good that's a very good point and you can't do anything with it as far as selling it you'd have to run it i mean you could vendor it of course but yeah that could be another way of getting it yeah i was just thinking like we don't have any weapon like boss specific weapons right now do we don't think so i know like red rebel doesn't really count yeah nothing that's like exclusive to the boss i was just trying to think through because yes it's not sturm not killer can you buy the rpk off a trader like does does that stuff count Uh, i guess it's like you get them in weapons boxes quite a lot though and they're on the floor yeah 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 this is true this is going to be exclusively it's the only place it spawns is on Mm -hmm. the boss I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it does appear in that <laughs> in that case because yeah. it'll just be part of that weapons pool, right? And then every now and then it might appear. And if you can get the Mark eighteen in there, you definitely should be able to get the the boss gun in there, unless they specifically carve it out and remember to carve it out of all the places. So I wouldn't be surprised if it spawns in you know customs marked room to begin with, and then they go, "Oh, accidental! We didn't, didn't mean for that to happen." They get it out of there, and then someone goes, "Look, I got it in the scout box." No, no, okay, we have to exit out of there as well. Fine. I wouldn't be surprised, but that would be that would be fine. That would be fine. You know, it's an easy thing to to fix. And the the rate, the spawn rate on those is just so low, just because there's so many items in the scav box. It's just so unlikely that you get any one individual thing. It's so weird. You know, cause you have to run that case a billion times to get all the streamer items if you want mm-hmm. Kappa. If you want to do it that way, um, it's one way of doing it at least. You know, I, I know that there was lots of people complaining about like the Willis Z wallet, but I've I've never seen one ever. I haven't seen one. Have you ever either. seen one? But that's but the thing is you gotta remember you're not getting Mark Room is really hard to get into now in customs. Which to mm-hmm. me is like the most ex- historically was the most accessible um Mark Room to go to. I guess like strategically speaking. Um because like the yeah. other ones on like like reserve, for example, there's like technically three different Mark Rooms, but all of them in my mind definitely two of them are like on the outskirts of the map so if a person spawns there they're just like basically uncontested i mean you yeah, could probably the, where's the third one because you've got the one that's uh in the actual the, the room which is you go down the stairs and then there's mm. in the room on the right and then there's the one outside 
down in the very like if you're looking at the regular map it would be the the southeastern side if you're looking at like the in-game map i know it's the wrong way around but so there's you know, one the, by the, the train station and the barracks over there yes exactly there's one in the i think they're called pond buildings um in the in, in the basement of one of those and then the other ones in the d2 bunker the power room there's technically a marker in them there oh yeah it's off to the side isn't it it has like some final yeah, cabinets it can stuff. spawn i don't think it spawns like amazing stuff in my opinion i'm not positive but like yeah that was, the, it was that last one yeah. it was that last one that i was forgetting yeah I, I forgot about that one but um yeah, no, it's interesting. What what makes you say is it just the key that makes you say that it's like the least accessible, the customs one? Well, yeah, now because you, um, isn't it like just harder to find? Like it's hard to come by, or am I? Mistaken? Yeah, I just I, well, I I've only had one. I've had one this wipe. I think they just like lower the spawn rate and jackets and wherever mm. else you could get it. Um, yeah. Exactly. I still think that room's quite good, though. There's some people saying, yeah. like, oh, if you want to mark 18, then you can, you, know, you can go there because it's been spawning a lot in there recently, apparently. I don't know how much they fiddle with the spawns in those rooms on an ongoing that. basis. And, yeah, and, and I know that they've, sometimes they've removed cases and that kind of thing from the game. Those are sort of big changes, but like in between times, I do, I, I do wonder sometimes, and it's not really possible to know, but I do wonder sometimes if they change how much spawns in like the scav case, how much spawns in you know, the various different... Uh, kind of high loot rooms just i mean I, I doubt it's dynamic or anything they probably just mess around with it depending on how they feel at the time uh, and probably at, at most i don't know um but yeah there was a, there was another like talking about the scab case there's actually another random thing that i put up on on my twitter which is quite funny and a few people mentioned this to be fair i didn't actually report it as a bug naughty naughty i should have done but um quite a few people were getting disassembled weapons in there which is hmm. kind of weird so i ran the moonshine pressed accept oh, yeah. and it was just like the list was like taller than the screen and it was just like mark 18 amphibious uh you know <laughs> charging handle mark 18 handguard mark 18 you know, lower receiver mark 18 dr- right. dr- all these things and it was just like you know 12 different parts or something and it's like i put them in my inventory it's just like a cube of just pieces it's just like the mark 18 like split into a thousand bits and a few other people said they also had the same thing i have no idea what happened with that but the scavs basically just brought it up and disassembled it and just dumped it on my front porch basically here you go here's your here's your top yeah, tier weapon I don't in pieces know. that's a, have fun putting it back together i'm not sure what spaghetti code happened there that's that's a weird one i mean i, I exactly. i'm like thinking maybe it's related to some type of rmt change they did or i don't know because that's that sounds like a new thing but yeah, yeah. funny story i know i've never seen that I, I wondered whether it was something to do with like a weapon that can't go on the flea or something yeah and then because like, of there's that, gotta there's some, be some weird yeah there's something and then it like it, it says oh that can't go in your stash because of some reason and then it like ends up right. breaking it apart like as if you'd taken it apart with the sorting table or something i, I don't i don't know i don't really know there's many yeah. reasons why it could be <laughs> yeah for sure no but that that sounds like a you know if i was a bug investigator that would be like one of the first places i would check that sounds like a possibility mm. I wanted exactly. to, to um, transition and jump back. So you were talking about the machinima stuff. Mm-hmm. So just I was scrambling to get in to the cast with you because prior to that I was playing Tarkov of Airwing and I'd been I've been putting off for I wanted to do this in the Rockman project. I've been working on forever and delaying it forever because V Ryzen, but um <laughs> the freaking I wanted to get this scene shot in a raid. 
you know, as like a cinematic for it. And here's where it's at. Okay, that shoreline, East Swing Resort, outside by the fences near the gate at night. Mind you, this is where cultists can spawn. <laughs> so I have to go into a night raid, not die to cultists, not die to players, and film some ridiculous stuff, right? So, you know, I got Airwing to be like, yeah, sure, Church, I'll help you. So I tell him what we got to do, and he's like, Church, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, this is not what I signed up for. I'm like, dude, it'll be quick. We'll just go. It'll be fine. What could possibly go wrong? You know, it's like, it's 3 a.m. for me. You know, it's like 1 p.m. for him. Like, you know, there's like five people in lobby. I'm sure it's fine, you know. All white names, by the way. But I'm sure it's fine, dude. Just don't worry about it. So, so we get, we get, you know, we make our way there. Eventually we get there. We clear it out. A miracle, no one's there. A miracle, there's no cultists. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the first position. I'm down on the ground. He's on the roof. And I tell him, okay, you know, I'm like playing the role, the the view of the um, cultists, and you are the PMC, the actor. So I'm I'm the cultist POV looking up at the roof, and he's gonna peek his head up, see me, and then like sprint away. So I tell him what to do. That he does it. I'm like, okay, great. Now I need you to come down, and we're gonna switch. I'm gonna record you as the cultist, and I'm just gonna be like a third party observer, and you're gonna react. And it's anyways. So he's like, okay, I'm coming down. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm at the gate or by the shack and I'm looking, I'm trying to make sure no one's like, cause I, I just jumped in the raid. I just threw on whatever I had. Like I had a bunch of slicks. I just put on a slick. I had a gun ready. It was unsuppressed. I changed the sight so I wouldn't mess with MVGs, but it's just like, you know, I'm unsuppressed. We've been shooting scabs and like my gun's super loud. So I'm mutant with a muzzle brake. <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole show so he's okay. like okay I, you know i'm looking he's coming down and then i hear him go oh fuck and i look and i see him falling from the roof <laughs> and he lands and dies instantly and i was like no what happened no and he was like i don't want to talk about it <laughs> i was like <laughs> No, what happened? He was like, gravity happened. I'm like, gravity doesn't push you off the roof. How did you fall? He's like, I don't want to talk about it, church. Fuck you, church. <laughs> I think he I think he took some moonshine from the scabs that night. You know mm. what I'm saying? I yeah. I don't know what happened. Oh, no, he did tell me. He he's he said he um he wanted to jump on the air vents and go down that way because it would be faster i don't i don't know what happened there may something like that like i guess there may or may not have been some you know good old jack daniels wait is it dan jackers <laughs> or jack daniels i don't know involved anyways it was hilarious it's on recording maybe i can do something with it but mm -hmm. that took us probably like 30 minutes yeah so it's like if you get one trip up dude one trip up because you gotta you know you gotta do all the prep work you gotta get in lobby you know gear up get in lobby you gotta think ahead go to the spot, kill the scabs, worry about players. Like, it's so much to do. And then I'm like, when we were doing this, I would remember, it's like, oh my god, they're in co-op mode. Like, man, that's gonna make this so much more easier, dude. And you could, because it's gonna be so much easier, you can just do more stuff. And oh, I'm, I'm super excited for that. I cannot wait, dude. That's like my most honestly, Lighthouse Trader, meh. You know, I mean, it's gonna, don't get me wrong, it's cool, but the offline stuff, dude, as like a from like a content creator editing perspective, oh my god, this could be so great. So hyped for that. Yeah. 
It really, it really is. It really is going to be so good. I mean, as, as I said a thousand times, like testing is just going to be so much easier because you don't oh. lose anything when you die or when you when you leave or whatever. So you can you can buy one armor and test it fifteen times, which is amazing. Great. But yep. um, but yeah, for this all of this kind of story driven content, whatever, like it was really difficult before to make anything work. And I think some of these projects, because people have tried previously to do these projects, I think you might have mentioned a, a project that somebody approached you about and someone approached me about something ages ago. It may have been the same the same one even. And uh, at the time I just said, look, I, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't have time to actually get involved in this, but, um, you know, best of luck to you. But those, those kind of ones will be so much more straightforward now. As you were saying, feasible. because... Yep. Yeah, you can go in and also like one of the amazing things about it is that you're because you're not going to die, you come out of the raid, you've got your exactly the same kit on that you had when you went in. So you can just requeue straight back in again to go and retry it. Like so much of the time, we all know this, right? Playing Tarkov, there's so much time that you spend just messing about with your kit. Mm-hmm. And especially if you die, you have to like repeat it all back together from from the beginning. It's uh, it's, it's very painful. But uh, yeah, to have like multiplayer support for 11 people is going to be absolutely insane for this kind of thing. It's, um Yep. It's going to be neat. It's going to be neat. Yeah, church, the, the cult, the cult recordings can continue. <laughs> you basically just have to wait until then. Like, there's no real point doing anything until then. Like, I'm, I'm sort of holding off on testing or all that kind of stuff, especially if it requires multiple people mm-hmm. until what? Because now we know that it's around the corner. I don't really feel like I just don't want to go through all yeah, the hurdles no, and things that I you know. need to now. Because I'm like, well, I'm, I just want to wait. If you just wait a few weeks, you can do all this stuff in like a quarter of the time, probably like. It really is probably that dramatic. Like Which a two-hour is... testing window probably takes you like 30 minutes now, I would say. So what you're saying is you're telling me in advance that you won't accept my offer to go try again and you be the cultist this time? <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not have been planning to ask you after the cast. <laughs> <laughs> that, is Erwin out? Is he definitely done? Oh, yeah, he's definitely. Like, he's he's mad at me, but yeah, he's yeah he's, yeah, he's out. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it. I need some ideas. I need some good ideas myself. Speaking of Shoreline, like a random, random thing. Mm-hmm. Another thing I just put up on Twitter. I was watching actually a, a Jesse highlights video because. Um, oh yeah, didn't you send that to me? I sent you. A, a, I forgot a clip, to watch it. Yeah. Which was, dude. Oh, it's like it's literally just ten seconds. It's it's mm-hmm. so so funny. It's like he tries to peek a rogue on Lighthouse and dies, and he's like, "Oh, I hate this game," and then. <laughs> then he's like into the mic he's just like it's not it's it's not the game that's broken it's you left side p3 you know <laughs> you know this kind of thing because he's like every anytime anybody catches him left side peeking they're just like oh you should be left side peeking you know oh it's your fault mm. um, but it's just the way it's done it's super super funny but um now i was watching one of those and i think i'm not sure whether it was that one or a different one but anyway he like goes around the the broken hole in the wall on shoreline resort on the west wing down at the bottom with the ramp and you've got the broken hole at the bottom goes in there like walks past the filing cabinets round the corner and i was just like wait there's a hole there there's like a little cubby hole i had honestly i had no idea that there was anything past the shelving unit it's only a tiny little piece like literally this tiny little piece of area past the shelving units i have no, i've i don't know how many times i've been through that that corridor i had never knew that there was like a set of windows there and yeah. like a little corridor piece there like i was just like well i'm just gonna make fun of myself put it on twitter because i don't care but like so many people are just like bro how did you not notice this is crazy but I, I do think it's partly the fact that i was thinking about this after i was like how did i n- never know that that was there and like sometimes you just don't bump into things like you just learn something random on Tarkov that you've not mm-hmm. seen before i don't play shoreline resort that much 
So there's like there's like a Venn diagram here yeah. right, of like things that you do in Tarkov. Yeah, you know, playing Shoreline. Yeah, okay, that's like quite a big Venn diagram. I play mm-hmm. Shoreline quite a lot. Do I play Shoreline Resort? Not that much. Really, right. not that much actually, except for for quests. And so that really limits it a lot. And then of Shoreline Resort, I would say that I'm definitely more comfortable in the East Wing, for sure. I don't know why. It just historically is the place I've ended up. Um, and so I really don't spend that much time in, on, on the West Side. I think, it's, I think it might have been because when I was first getting into Shoreline, I had a friend, and this was Wipe 2, I think, or the end of Wipe 2, or maybe the beginning of Wipe 3. And I had a friend who was like, yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm starting to get into key runs. I think it must have, been my, it must have been the beginning of the second Wipe. And he was like, yeah, I'm getting into key runs. He's like, I bought all these keys. And I looked up the, the two different key run guides that he had suggested. And there was, you know, an East Wing guide and a West Wing guide. And I had a couple of the keys for East already. So I bought the extra ones and then learned the East Wing run. Okay. And I think that must be why, because I never really spend much time in West. Yeah. I always spend all my time in East. And, you know, I've, I've spent some time in West going to the rooms to get lead X's and that kind of stuff, finding Raid after they've made those changes, like, sure. But it's just, I'm not a prolific traveler of the, of the west mm-hmm. wing and so when i was like that probably must be why it's just like the small number of times that i'm you know playing on shoreline in the west wing in that area is like so so tiny actually if you think about the number of raids in total and uh yeah just like never really had any fights around there and never and never spotted it but uh I, I i thought it was funny dude i thought it was funny just like these random things can just come out of nowhere you're just like how did i not know this yeah, uh, I, no. I, do, I, I do like those. I, what's the what's the like the, the Reddit phrase for it? It's like I was today years old when I learned. You know, <laughs> yeah. There's like so many of those things. People learning stuff like way after they're supposed to. It's quite it's quite funny. I mean, it's totally it's makes total sense the way you frame it. You know, yeah. I mean, I think in in the past, like the you know the first floor of East um, closest to like the window. There's like that. The, like you said, the corridor with like the glass there and it's like shelves, you know, on the first floor. Um, I think there's a couple of different ones, but I never knew that like it actually curves around and there's a there's a cubby, right? Mm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it it, it like it took because I played it a lot. You know, eventually I figured it out, but that's because I played it a lot. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, Shoreline was like the the second or third wipe. That's like okay, we're gonna learn the resort. And so we just like bought all the keys and learned everything. And there's like little like, knickknacks that you wouldn't find out if you weren't actively playing the map a ton of hours, you know, especially if you're just yeah. going in in and out for like a quest item or whatever, you know, you probably don't see all the other stuff like, dude, I honestly, West West is kind of annoying because you think that you can go to third and just go across, but you can't. <laughs> Yeah, and you so have to go down. Like, like, yeah, yeah, that trips people up. I mean, it tripped me up a lot. It was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming. Crap, I gotta go back down. <laughs> I can't help you. It's like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think that's that is a testament to the the map design in some ways that those those annoying blocks are there, which is it's kind of fun. Like it, it reminds me of. It actually feels way different now. But like when I first started playing customs, I didn't know anything about like the jump overs and and all of that kind of stuff. I don't know whether some things change with strength and jump height and that kind of things as well. Uh, these jumps were probably popular before. It's just I wasn't maybe watching that much content. I was just kind of like playing the game and not really watching too much. But like customs always felt so constrained. You're like, there's a wall here and a block there and you can't get through here. But then after a while, you're like, oh, you can jump on this. You can jump over this. You can get over the wall there. Or there's like the set of barbed wire. Uh, 
you know where the sniper tower is um the, there's the sniper scav is in that little like lookout tower next to like the military checkpoint uh key yeah. room underneath um and there's like that little piece of barbed wire and you can just like sneak through yeah. underneath that kind of thing because like when you first start playing you're just like scared to touch any barbed wire or anything <laughs> um you know after like a couple of wipes and you're just like in the white wall grazing in. yeah exactly <laughs> the barbed wire ah! grazing through yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly that exactly so um it's just yeah it's funny just how how the maps kind of like open up once you like know the little shortcuts and the little routes through there's like even just like tiny little jinks through the wall like there's the one by customs big red and you, on the railway side you can go through this like that right. tiny little there's that little blow sort of i don't know what it's just like a little gap in the wall yeah. you can just like sneak just through and go through there and then there's a door next to like the the little room with the, the shelving units and stuff so it's actually the map's like way more traversable than you first think mm-hmm. when you first start playing but i distinctly remember feeling like customs was so like claustrophobic and so oppressive because i'm like i'm just getting like trapped and stuck all the time there's even a, quite a few of the breaks in the wall are like covered by bushes completely so like unless you physically wade through the bush and actually go looking for the holes you don't necessarily know they're there at first so i mean it makes it makes yeah it's just like totally understandable that people don't realize about these these things if you're not playing it all the time yeah mm-hmm. after putting so many hours into customs like eventually you just you work these things out or or you see them on other people's see them um, learning from other people yeah it's like a shortcut yeah that is like quite useful to watch other people's content sometimes i find like i i would like to do more of it if i had more time but mm-hmm. um, to be able to see like where other people go because people like to stick to their own kind of comfort routes and other places that they know really well and then watching other people play, they've got different comfort routes to use. So they know all these places really intimately. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of fun. And you, you learn something when you when you do that, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, dude, I just thought that was, a, that was a, a funny one. Speaking of content, I know you've been busy pumping out the content as of late. Yeah, I've been doing a bunch of different stuff. It's been i don't know it's been a funny one trying to make content into the end of the wipe and especially well before we knew the wipe was happening it's like i tried a few different things and i'm still kind of focusing on like late game builds and also some like testing mechanics that kind of thing Mm -hmm. which is i mean i would say like it's even people seem to be enjoying it it's working quite well um I'm, I'm enjoying it too it's like stuff you don't normally get around to doing but there's nothing really else to say so it's kind of like well i don't feel like i'm missing out making other things um and it's like okay we'll could make more general stuff like some of the some of the beauty of like these that we're doing at the moment like ergo stuff or flechette or whatever is they're kind of like unless something changes dramatically they're sort of wipe agnostic in a sense so it doesn't really matter yeah. whether it's 12 12 or 12 13 or whatever they kind of stand up the test of time a little bit better than other um another piece of content but yeah dude i did i did one recently which i was like i was sort of i I would definitely say it was borderline myself um i was interested to see kind of what your opinion was so i did i did the video about like advanced medical stuff Mm -hmm. and most of it is about animations and that kind of thing but the the idea that sparked all of it off in the first place for me was the the medical reload like animation kind of skip (laughs) thing (laughs) i love yeah um which you know like it's a mechanic it's Mm -hmm. in the game it's the it's the way it functions um and so you know people whether people should or shouldn't be aware of it is like another question but we can get into that in a minute but just for just to explain to everybody just in case people didn't didn't watch um there's the 
the way that the animations work right now for meds and for weapons. So if you if you've got a weapon physically in your hands and you reload it or you take off an attachment or whatever, then it, it's going to either play the reload animation or it will lower the weapon, add the attachment and bring the weapon back up with the attachment on it. It's just kind of how Tarkov deals with it. But if you do another action, it's actually not exclusive to healing, but healing is the most obvious one because that's the one you're normally doing in the middle of combat. If you heal, the gun disappears and your hands get replaced with, or your, rather than the weapons, not your hands, your hands get replaced with, it's like Salewas for hands. No, but you're, <laughs> you, you end up with a Salewa or car kit or whatever it is in your hands instead of the gun. And so what that means is that if you then can, if you go into the inventory, you can then do whatever you like to the weapon. You can fold the stock, you can add mods, you could disassemble the entire gun and put it back together again. You actually can't take it out of a slot. I did try that. So you, you can't take it out of a slot. That still happens with a, with a delay. But the most important one is that you can, if you have another mag in your rig, you can right click on the gun while the med animation is happening and you can press the reload button. You could technically do unload and then drag another mag in, but you can just go right click reload and it just cycles the current mag out and a new mag in. But this all happens instantaneously. Right. So while the med animation is happening, you can do that in an instant. And you could do lots of stuff. You could do you could do a reload, you could do a fold, like lots of different things until the gun comes back up. Um and one of the reasons why so I was like I was kind of like it's definitely on the borderline. I wanted to include it because so many people at the top level of the game use it. So like Landmark does it all the time, continuously. Yeah. Um and as far as I'm concerned, like yeah, it probably is like un is, is like not intentional, and hopefully will get patched out at some point because it's not really supposed to be there. But while the top players are using it, I was like, I feel okay. Like it's not like a game breaking bug or something where like you can like lean into a pillar and like see through the map or whatever. Like it's not game breaking like that, and it's not something that because the, because all the top streamers are doing it anyway, we're basically just like leveling the playing field. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's one way to look at it. Um, and so, and I was like, well, I'm I'm comfortable with with this being on the line, and I'm going to release it with that as one as one part of it. Like, it's not just that. Like, there's all sorts of other stuff about like the timing of meds and da da da, and like how much each one heals and things, which was interesting to look into anyway. But I was like, we're going to start with this one just because I do think that it's 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 valid, um, despite being like slightly controversial. Now. I was I was ready and I was expecting you know there's an, the comment section was full of <laughs> people on both sides yes, honestly um, of and I, that was exactly what I was expecting so yeah. I was ready for this and uh, I was just I was interested to see where you stand on it because like I think there is a, a line for for different things it's like no one complained when I told them that they could do Punisher Part Four without the scab vest right nobody complained then um, but everybody hates this wait you know what I mean. Oh, you, you can do it without the scab vest? Is that a bug? Well, you, can, you, you can't anymore, but you, oh, they you changed see. it. But like a couple of wipes ago, you only had to wear the balaclava. You could okay. wear whatever arm you wanted. Like you could do it with a tac tech or whatever. You didn't need to wear the scab vest. So okay. people were huh. like, people were all over that. And they, everybody loved right. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you're, you know, using the mechanic of the, of the quest mm. that has not been properly defined to right. get some of the progression or make the quest easier. Like no one cared about that, but people do seem to care about this. But like, this is the thing. Like, I would argue that, yeah, even though it's, it's probably well, it's, it's almost certainly not intentional. Most likely by 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 people not knowing about it until it's fixed. You're just like, you're just increasing that gap between right players who do know and players who don't know. Right? Yeah. Um. Because I, it, I don't know. It's 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 a tough one. To me, it's not 
an intuitive thing you would think to do. Like, yeah, I mean, naturally your gun goes away. You understand there's an animation. You understand you can stop it, but stopping it, you know, like if I need to bring out my gun, I don't know. It, it just it just makes perfect sense to me that, you know, you wouldn't think, oh, I can while I'm healing, I can also reload. But visually, you're seeing your Salewa, so that wouldn't like it just wouldn't occur to you if you press R, nothing would happen, right? It wouldn't really occur to you. Exactly. Open up the menu, and I mean, I'm I'm reminded of when the revolver first came out. I saw people they would run two revolvers, um, one in their pistol slot and one in the rig, and what they do is they would shoot shoot it off all six rounds, switch to the other pistol, open up the menu drag the bullets into the gun to like quickly reload the, the other pistol and then switch, you know, you could just cycle back and forth, but you could like instantly, instead of doing any reload animation, you could just instantly menu reload. <laughs> but as long as it wasn't the revolver in your hands, which is basically a similar thing going on with the reload animation. Can you do that with two double barrels? Yes. That's, that's why when you first brought up the two double barrels things i was like dude that's actually really smart because i was thinking you can just cycle the reload and never have to yeah it's see i see (laughs) it's actually really strong (laughs) (laughs) that makes um... sense yeah so i mean what what needs to happen is that the animation timing in some sense needs to be aligned with or or it just cues it or or something so that like if an animation is happening already when the gun comes back it then needs to reload afterwards you know what i mean that's that's what yeah they could they could cue it plenty of queuing is if you can't cancel it and it's really frustrating it's true you should just disable the option like you shouldn't be able to go right click anything yeah if you're in the middle of another animation you have to cancel your existing animation because that works for some things right it's like oh hands are busy you know you can't do because the cms used to be um, you couldn't pack mags. I think you can still reload, but you used to be able to use a CMS and then pack mags while CMSing. Now you can't do that anymore. I'm not sure if you can. Yeah. St- I think you still can reload while CMSing as long as it's through the menu, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's funny. It's funny you did that video because I did a, I did a video a long time ago. Um, it was like 10 hidden mechanics Tarkov doesn't want you to know or something like this. And it was a really crappy video. I'd shot it like on stream, just like literally wrote the script, like bullet points, and it was it was a hot mess. But um it got a lot of traction and there were tons of comments too, because one of the things I featured was um the, the med reloading thing, you know. Um and it's like my take on it is it's a bug. Um in my opinion. I'm I'm assuming for BSG, but I would feel very safe in saying that BSG would consider it a bug. Um, you could talk about impacts of bugs or whatever, but it's still a bug, right? Um, but to me, it's up to BSG to to fix it. You know what I mean? If they're not gonna fix it, like in a game where you're gonna lose progression. I mean, it's a survival game, you know what I mean? When people yeah. go into survival mode, I know it's a game, don't get me wrong, but when people go into survival, survival mode, they do things they wouldn't normally do. So I don't know, it's just kind of like... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, uh, to me, it's just like, man, BSG really should fix this, um, because it's like, as you said, it's such a... Dude, you showcase something that kind of blew my mind, I didn't even think about, 
So you took a scar H and you dumped the mag, and then you're like, normally you have to reload, and it would reload the mag, and then um, it would chamber the the rounds. So you have to you know cock the charging handle. Whereas now, instead of reloading, you just pop a stem or a med or a painkiller or a heal, and then you, uh, in the menu, you reload it and also drag around in there, and it instantly goes down. I was like, dude, that's so genius. Because <laughs> then when the gun comes back, normally you have to cock it, but now you don't have to cock it because you did it in the menu. Mm-hmm. And I would, mm-hmm. I would be interested to see someone set up a macro, like just for science, um, but like how fast could you do this like if you had a machine do the work for you but think about like it instantly does a different animation the next millisecond it opens up the menu it hits reload you know all this happens like within milliseconds closes out the menu cancels the animation and you're boom you know point one four forty seven milliseconds reload done on a macro i'd be curious to see if it's like how much what, what the technical limit is yeah, yeah yeah because i feel like there really is none because you're the game doesn't restrict you from doing stuff in the menu while you're doing like if the thing you're messing with isn't in your hands then you can do whatever you want basically like the gun basically, on my back yeah. i can drag it to my backpack back and forth no problem mm-hmm. you know but if i take the gun that i'm currently handling Put in my backpack, it's gonna switch, you know, put it in there and switch to my secondary or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think for that, I think you're probably best off. I'm not even sure if it's necessary. I think the because the limiting factor is like the animation of the the med, usually. I mean, I, I don't know this because there's other things like food and stuff that you could potentially do, but you still have like the getting it out time, right? Even if you cancel it, you don't have the putting away time, so, right? Even in the situation where it's like you wanted to reload and you wanted to put the bullet in, like I had plenty of time with a heel to do that. So, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's the what the shortest possible one is. I'm not actually mm-hmm. I'm not actually sure. But um, you know, one of the funniest things about the whole of this situation is that because like I've kind of known about this for a while, but like because I've never practiced it, I actually don't do it. <laughs> yeah, and not because not necessarily because I have any like particular mm-hmm. you know philosophical uh sure. problem with it per se it's just that like it's not in my muscle memory and it's just, yeah you need to you need to learn it's like a learned skill kind of thing yeah but, i mean in terms of like in terms of the actual issue itself i'm very much in the same camp as you where even for things that are quite clearly like game breaking like it really it really is on the devs to to do that right because like people playing on their own you aren't streamers or whatever who are playing solo. Like, as we said, right, you're going to take every advantage that you're given within the mechanics of the game. Like, the reason why video games work really nicely, in my opinion, compared to like tabletop games or whatever, is that you don't have to read the rule book. The, the rules are like baked into the system. And so that's, that's, I know that there's sometimes there are things that are, that are you know, are totally unintentional and end up being like really, really stupid. Um, mm. but it, it really, like, it really, really is on the devs. Like it's, it's so much on the devs. Like, I feel like it's kind of unfair to like place the onus of, you know, what you should and shouldn't do on the player base. <laughs> right. Um, and it's like, some people do do that in certain regards. Like we know that the addiction to, for meds is coming at some point. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a prolific pre-painter partly for that reason, I don't really like the way it plays out. I don't like the way it looks on my screen. I don't like the way it then makes the stream look. And I just find it kind of stupid. And I so I'm not I'm not really a big pre-painter. Even though it is 
probably 90% the, the like meta thing. It's just to run around with Goldstar mm-hmm. and just be like pain killed the whole time. Uh-huh. Probably is the the best thing to do in a sense. But, you know, lots of people don't do that kind of stuff. But I don't feel that anybody who does use these things are kind of, I don't know, should be, I don't know, seen in a bad light or anything. Because as I said, it's, it's on the dev to to do what they want right people can make their own individual decisions sure if they want to yeah um about the way things about what they should do but they i don't i don't feel like we can complain too much about players that do it because like as i said right you see guys like landmark doing it continuously all the time because it's another one of those mechanics that improves the efficiency of, of what you're doing even though it's unintended it's like well who's who's to decide what's what's intentional what's not intentional you know sometimes in the past there's been things like you know, like the, the blacked out thorax thing, right? It's like, well, Nikita said that's a bug. So if you get blacked out thorax, you're just going to kill yourself. Like, I know, I know that's not quite the same argument, but you know what I mean, right? It's yeah. like people thought that that was maybe intended. He said it wasn't. They still haven't fixed it. Right. You still get a blacked out thorax now. So it's like the, the, the rules of the game, in my opinion, are, 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 are the rules that you, that you have to stick by, right? And like cheating is a completely different thing because you're, you're going outside to get, you know, third party stuff we've had this conversation before about like what counts mm-hmm. as cheating what doesn't count as cheating and there's also like a bit of a weird gray area there because you have like mice and keyboards monitors right. you know, changing the screen um using like post effects or even just like monitor settings to change like night vision and all this kind of stuff so it's like you open up a whole pandora's box of weirdness but like my yeah my, i don't as i said my personal opinion on it is that players especially for something like this where it's like a mechanic thing and not like a, you know, you lean through the map and can see everything like as if you had a wall hack kind of thing, which is like game breaking. I would say I don't think this is necessarily game breaking, and you know sometimes having having a sort of more widespread um, visibility of this stuff means that it'll get reported by more people, and then you might get it fixed quicker. Especially given that the top people are doing it anyway. It's not like it's I'm the first person to have ever found this out. Yeah, um, it, there is a so, gray area there because. If you remember the wipe where people were glitching max strength and max endurance. I was thinking that in the back of my head. I was I was one of those, you know. It was like my I think it was my first wipe. And a buddy told me about it. I looked at the video, you know, and I was like, I'm never gonna get max endurance and max strength, you know, me clueless thinking back then. <laughs> so I did it. And it completely ruined the game for me because it was so busted back then. It was like, oh my god, it was ridiculous, dude. We were literally like jackrabbits on shoreline, jumping, breaking our legs, just going from like mound to mound. It was insane, dude. But anyways, that was like a pretty big exploit, dude. Like a first day one account could get max health too, I think, because it would level that. I think, it, yeah, endurance strength. It was so... And uh, yeah, anything like um, you know, part of talk about was like the leaning through like doors and seeing like through buildings and like shooting through buildings and like entities and um objects like that stuff's pretty high on the list in game breaking. I do feel like this is kind of high on the list in game breaking because when you do something, you know, like when you see a mess, you're making an active choice. To say, I'm can't defend myself, but I'm doing this other action that's going to help me. You know, there's like a there's like a decision to be made. This is like, I could do two things at once. Like you're not even getting penalized. Uh, like it's I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Like in some cases, it might be good to take damage. 
so that you could heal and reload your gun. Like it's so, yeah. <laughs> like, like crap. What can I use to so I can min max and reload and also do something as well? Like, anyways, yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, my point I was trying to make there is like, there is definitely I've seen other devs talked about this, where players get really passionate about a certain bug or exploit. And right, wrong, and different, they want it to be fixed because they're tired of it affecting them. So they spread it. And then as the developer, their thing is like, great, now this is like getting pushed in front and we have to go and panic over over mode, you know, overdrive mode because now it's spread like wildfire and everyone's using this game breaking exploit. I mean Probably case in point is literally the uh, the thing I just talked about, the max strength yep. bug. Because then they just wipe everyone's... That was their solutions. They just wiped everyone's... They fixed it, and they wiped everyone's strength and endurance, and everyone was mad. <laughs> everyone was really mad. Yeah, because exactly. Rather than putting it kind of back to where where people were, if they weren't hadn't been doing anything like crazy, they wiped everybody back to zero. But... On that basis, right? Like, yeah, when you have something that's that bad and that prolific, then the dev needs to step in, right? That's just that's, yeah. that's the way it is, right? That's the way it is. I don't know. I think it's I think it's difficult to put that player onus uh, in terms of deciding what you should and shouldn't do, and like what is morally acceptable and what is not acceptable to right. do. Like, you get into weird, like, really strange gray areas. But yeah. ultimately, it's up to any you know each individual to decide. I suppose on what they want to do, what they don't want to do. Um, I think there's like there's a, there's definitely a part of me that in lots of the games that I've played, the, the those kind of things, like I have a bias towards this kind of stuff because like mm-hmm. those kind of things are the things that I actually enjoy the most, right? It's not necessarily <laughs> just like glitching. But you know yeah. what I mean? Like finding stuff that is legitimately in the game usually right. is the way that it goes out. Is that, But it's like... It's just like really, really cool. And it's exactly like the sentiment that you said, which was the you do the reload, but then you can also do the bullet and then it stops the like the, the cocking mechanism from happening too. That so those little like intricate little things, like I love that kind of stuff. And so I think that in this particular circumstance, that kind of makes me like maybe un well, overly fairly lenient upon it and being like, well, you know, it's okay because like because I think it's kind of like, even though it's not really intended intended, it's like kind of cool in some ways because it's like yeah. sort of skilly as well because you're just like you know, you do the reload you open the menu and you're just like right, you're right, right. Kick, reload the thing and drag the bullet and then you're back in like you have to stop you right. know, if you open the menu you have to stop completely so there is there is a kind of thing where mm-hmm. you have to be in cover you have to not be in line of sight like yeah it's, it's good but there are other some other requirements too so i think sure. maybe that makes me like a little more lenient towards it just because like i find those those intricacies kind of um entertaining in their own right um just because I don't know. Is it finding out anything like little or or, or uh, little sort of? I guess like little hacks, I suppose, like life yeah. hacks. It's yeah. just kind of fun. Um, Tarkov life hacks. Tarkov life hacks. Exactly. Exactly. Because there's there's lots of those kind of things. Yeah. Um, like like things like you know buying the, the hardly ever buy the M4 right. You buy the ADAR and then get the lower and mm. then swap all the parts over. You, you know that kind of thing. Like those those are the same. They're sort of bucketed in the same part that like yeah, makes yeah. my brain happy. And one being a legitimate in-game thing, and the other one being like very much borderline in terms of like unintended mechanics and stuff. I, I I don't know. I think it's I think it's subjective as well. I think it's subjective. But for, even for me, this was like I was like I'm I'm right on the line of where I will go to here. Like I was like I'm I'm ready. I'm prepared. And I know that some people will think 
unfavorably that I've made mm. this mechanic more um more widespread and more more obvious. Um I mean it's been but... in the game for so long <laughs> at this point. I think mm-hmm. we do need more <laughs> widespread. Like this is this is you know completely like, you know, subjective for me, but I think it's been in the game since the game's existed. You know what I mean? Like it's it's been long overdue. Like to me, I can see why you're um this like tickles that part of your brain because you take two existing mechanics that are like completely independent from each other and then there's a tiny little overlap and there's like this whole new microcosm of mechanics and it's like really you know cool stuff you can do this is like mid-maxing um and it's like yeah same with the same with the you can buy the you can buy the m4 you can buy the adar but you can buy the adar up or the whatever the the adar trick or lower yeah there's too many i can't i can't with all the terminology um yeah so yeah i i totally get why and i'm the same way dude like yeah i i love uh life hacks like that dude it's it's just i don't know it's just like you want to just take all these mechanics and like see what's like you know what can you do when you like mix these different brews together what crazy concoction like i'm playing v Ryzen now and you have all these different abilities and it's like oh i love it dude because i can just like take all these different mechanics and like try to like blend them together and come up with this cool build, you know, it's kind of like the same process. Um, so yeah, cool. It's cool. You see, you said to me before that you've been playing V rising a bunch. How's how's it going? Like, yeah. how, how's it been going? You sound like you've been kind of on the DJ gamer hours <laughs> Dude, <laughs> with this game. Giga, it's really bad, man. I, it's like rust 2.0. It's really bad. Like New World, <laughs> oh, no. New World was like kind of also doing it for me, but it quickly fizzled out because it just wasn't all that interesting. Um, it was, it was like very grindy and not enough like intensity. Like it just felt like I was just playing a solar. I mean, that's what I was doing. I was playing solo. I tried playing with friends, but like, I don't know. It was, it was just a weird game. I mean, that game had many many other issues outside of the structure but anyways v rising is interesting to me because it is a survival game um and it has that it just tickles my monkey brain dude i just like there's always <laughs> something to do there's something to like craft to be doing to be like resource gathering to put it in the, into this refiner so you can get this resource and then put it in here to so craft this so you can go slay the the boss and then get this new ability and then you go back and like what's the next thing to do it's just like build the base upgrade the base reinforce like there's just so much shit to do giga and i just like can't stop dude i'll be like okay i'm gonna get off after this one task three hours later okay now i'm gonna get off just one more task and then i start redecorating the base i'm like fuck dude i can't i just can't stop now i gotta finish it dude it's it's so bad and here's the crazy part dude i'm gonna i'm gonna like talk about rising a bit, bit more if it's alright but actually go for it I got so sucked in to redecorating the base dude cause it has like all this like role player shit I call um yeah you can use some resources to make like little pieces of furniture and like vases and like gargoyles and like gargoyle statues and you can like really like put carpet on the flooring of your base and it help, actually makes you run faster but there's like 
you know, dude, I was min-maxing, dude. I was like, the the carpets, everything's in squares, like when you build the base. Mm-hmm. So I had like a room that was like an odd shape. It was like a, you know, four wide, uh, maybe like five long, but like the top left quadrant was missing. Um, so anyways, I was trying to lay out carpet, but I was also trying to lay out these refinery machines. If one would like ground up um, stones and turn them into bricks so you could use them for the base, and the other one would uh, carve up wood into planks so you could build the base. But they're like these different shapes and like maybe like the the uh, sawmills cover like two and a half or sorry, one and a half of the like it covers like 70% of two different squares like a one by two. Like it's it's weird. So you're trying to like piece all these things together and then you got this carpet that's like kind of a set pattern that attaches to the squares because mind this is all squares but what i figured out is that because the path to get to these things aren't perfectly on the squares like the center of the squares they were like offset so the carpet wasn't going to work naturally and it wasn't also going to connect to all the other places where you would get the speed bonus right so what i did was you can basically have it not snap to the edges of the squares and kind of like free float place it. So I placed a bunch of free floating things and got them somehow to connect and it worked and it was beautiful. And I did this for, we had like a library room that had all the stuff you could research things. And the the color scheme was purple, dude, purple curtains, purple wallpaper, purple lights, dude, had an alchemy room that was green. I went all out, right? I did all this work. Like, oh, I was like, oh, so proud of it. You know, it was beautiful, right? Spent probably like 16 hours that day, like on and off playing V-Ryzen, okay? I wake up today at some time, I, God knows when. I log on just to like, you know, oh, I'll just do a few things, you know me. <laughs> just just re- refill the furnaces, this, that, and the other. We were raided, dude. And they fucking... I was like, dude, I, I did all of this work. And then it's like for not, dude. I mean, it's not like entirely over. They they only took all the good stuff, like the good resources. Aye. But it was like kind of a blessing because I'm like, okay, this is a sign. I need to stop, dude. <laughs> this is a good. <laughs> this is a good point to stop, dude. <laughs> I didn't realize you could get raided fully like that. This is like like yeah. a mask where you can just have your base taken over. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um. So it's a man. This is like such a hard game to describe, but I'll try to do my due diligence here. It's a survival action rg rgp rpg and the combat is kind of like league of legends in that you know we're familiar with dota but it's a bit more skill based like you you aim and shoot and these things have travel speeds and whatnot um so it's it's definitely interesting like that because it there's definitely like a skill element to the game because you actually don't level up a character traditionally you just get level up your gear score it's called so like each gear has a different number and that's sort of like has stats associated with and and gives you more hp i'm not entirely sure how pvp works and that do lower level players get a bonus damage i don't know because it feels like it's not that major of a difference i mean if you're talking like level zero gear score level 70 gear score that's a pretty big difference but like 20 range does didn't feel like that crazy of a difference. Um, anyways, it's um, 
Right, so that's like the action RGP part, but the survival element, it's got the base building, the crafting, when you die, you drop your stuff, right? You know, it, it, the classic tropes there, and man, is it, it's such a, dude, for 20 bucks, I'm like constantly, there's like so many little things that, I was playing with my boy Salty Mayo, and we were just like constantly like surprised and pleased in the detail they did. Like, we expected the first, sort of like the new tier zone, has like a, you know, everything kind of looks the same eventually. And then we yeah. were like going to go in tier two zone and we're like expecting it to look the exact same, but it's like completely different. It's like farmlands. And instead of like bandits, it's like villagers themes. And the villagers are like scared and running away from you, but they're also like kind of, some of them are like aggro and they're defending their crops with like their porch fix. And then they get really smart and they'll put up um, garlic. They'll hang like garlic on like these crosses outside of, right? Yes, outside of their bases, and you take if you you get like garlic stacks, and the more stacks you get, the less and less damage. So if you get like a hundred stacks, you're dealing like I think it's like seventy five, and maybe it's like fifty percent less damage to these villagers. So you're like doing no, like they're actually like a threat. It's dude, there's so there's like this one village where it's a bunch of villagers, and. We were fighting them their day, and we we're like, dude, these villagers are just aggro. Like, they're, for whatever reason, they're just like, most of them are like cower in fear, right? But these guys were like fighting back, like fist, like fist fighting. We're like, what, what's going on? But we were just farming and getting resources, and you know, because you go in, you can like rummage through their drawers and take loot. It's it's so cool, man. And then it, nighttime hits, and the thing with like, so right as you said, you're a vampire. Let me let me address that quickly. That's kind of like the the spin on it, right? So it's interesting because. Most of the time in survival games, nighttime's like the danger time, right? You can't see visibility's low. You know, it's spooky. This is like the opposite. So daytime, if you're in the sun for too long, you start burning and start rapidly losing HP. So you have to use the shadows. And the shadows are dynamic. They move with the time of day, oh, dude. Oh, okay. It's like, I was like, dude, this is, they really thought this, this is out of them. Yeah. And then you got nighttime and you're like, you know, you don't have to worry about the sun. Um, there's blood moons, which happen every so often, which gives you, like, a bonus to your stats, which is pretty cool. But anyways, that's, like, the really cool mechanic of it. But with this village, jumping back to the village quickly, when nighttime hit, they all transform into werewolves. These giant werewolves are like, what? That's why they're so aggressive? And then we, once we, it, once we like, cleared it out, like, it was a real struggle, we started looking around, there was, like, some environmental storytelling there was like these prison cages outside of their like village shack and the entrance to the village there's like this gate and it has a little crescent moon floating like a little wooden crescent moon dangling from it we're like dude that was like dude it was such a cool experience man i was we were really like, cool yeah yeah it's honestly dude 20 bucks i haven't played a lot of games i'm not like a game review guy but like game of the year for me dude this game for 20 bucks, ah, so good, man. So good. Awesome. Like, I, I like it when games have that kind of intelligent, um, like, development approach to them, that mm. design where, you know, you go from one area to another and it's not just, like, either things are harder or even, as you say, like, things just look a bit different. It's like the whole mechanics are, are different as well. It's um, a lot of games kind of forget to do that or it's just, yeah. like, easier, easier not to do that. I think that's maybe what... You know, when I was seeing some like new world stuff, I don't think really the mechanics change particularly as you were going through the game. And like, I think games these days do need to, yeah, they do need to true. do that to really capture people and like get people to change stuff. Like, it's even some of my favorite series. Is like, I'm, I'm a, you know, a 
relatively big Final Fantasy fan, like especially kind of the PlayStation One era. But like, there's so many, right? They span from like mm-hmm. Final Fantasy One all the way through to like 15. I think they've, they've announced 16 now, even. Um, to be fair, 15 was actually quite good. I did play it; it was actually alright. Um, but like, there was uh, I, I went back like this is years ago, but I went back to play Final Fantasy Four, and um, that's like yeah, emulate console and all this kind of stuff. I can't even remember what what it was on. And um, it's actually mechanically like it wasn't actually very long compared to some of the others because it was you know back then. Um, but mechanically, quite a lot of the fights were actually much more interesting than some of the later ones where you can mm. basically just like auto attack your way through the game yeah, if you get to yeah. high enough level. Like there were so many of the fights which are just like you need to like work out like what the boss's like deal is and like mm-hmm. you either have to like kill his minions or you have to hit something first which like resets whatever and like do things in, like a certain specific order to actually get any damage to go through and stuff and i was like man this is actually really cool yeah um yeah and like in terms of like you know battle mechanics it's like actually one of my favorites out of all of them even though it's like super super old like one of the oldest ones it looks like you know game boy like pokemon graphics or whatever <laughs> um but like the actual like mechanics of the fights was like really neat so like i really do like that kind of thing where there's been time and an effort put into that sort of uh, that sort of development of um and also just as you say about how the the things that you need to do overlap i think in tarkov sometimes we end up with like almost too much you just get bombarded with like so many quests um and so many things to maybe upgrade that there's like the need maybe could be like slimmed down a little bit mm. um, I, don't, I don't know it's just, i mean it's a very different type of game but uh I know. I'm like. I'm very, very tempted to check it out after you say it sounds so cool. It's like it seems like a really awesome combination of like Diablo two and like Minecraft or something. Yeah, um, yeah. With like dude. with like really, really neat mechanics from like other places. So it definitely sounds like enough like its own game. Um, that it's got enough of its own unique things in it that it sort of stands out. I've seen lots of other people play it on t- Twitter. There's lots of lots of chatter about it. Actually, people seem to be really enjoying it. So I'm not, maybe want to check it. Out. I'm not sure about the longevity of it. Um. I don't know, but it's like, yeah. I mean, I got 80 hours in, and I feel like I could easily put another 80 more. It's, I love it. I, I can't, it's funny because Salty Mayo, he, I think he saw me playing, and he checked it out, and he was like, dude, this game looks dumb. I'm gonna, like, buy it, make fun of it, make a video out of it, and then he just, like, was just, like, completely turned, dude. He was like, dude, this game is awesome, dude. I love this game, dude. Yeah, it was great, man. Sometimes you can just never tell. You just have to fiddle with those mechanics. Yeah. Like what you were saying about min-maxing stuff or whatever. I thought we were going to turn into like curtain talk earlier when, you know, Church doing his interior decorating. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is now a design podcast. Dude. Talking about carpets mainly. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, that's fun. That, that's super fun. Uh, that's really, really fun. I, I, I always enjoy finding something new and interesting that's got good mechanics as you say right if you get 80 out of it and there's another 80 hours like that's solid like you know these days everybody's kind of looking for like the next game that you could just spend infinite amount of time mm-hmm. in and just last you like ten thousand hours but it's totally respectable for something to to keep you in involved for 100 especially for like 20 20 bucks and keeps you involved for like 100 hours or whatever like i mean that's a that's a success right either which way well how, do, how does kind of the end game work is there like an end game or is it just like you just build and then yeah. get to the end game people is that really is that sort of it so my understanding i haven't gotten there yet um but you know there's there's it's almost like a boss rush mechanic like you you fight each boss you get new abilities new recipes um you kind of progress up and up and up and up till you get to the end and this is like the the end game part is there's these things called soul shards i think and there's like three or four of them but they're basically like buffs that you get and you have to fight incredibly challenging bosses or something i don't know um 
and people the idea is like people fight control for them so like if you get one you have to plant apparently you got to plant your base and then you get the buff for you i don't i don't know what they are maybe it's like crafting buffs combat buffs i'm not sure but um that's kind of the idea i mean the one downside to the game um or I guess something I'd be interested to see improve is that the maps are static, so it's always the same map. And I would l love if they could pull off a procedure, like a pseudo procedural generation, because they have like the bosses typically are in like a specific part of the map that they roam around, um, maybe like a a bandit camp or like a sulfur quarry, um, right. So, like, you could have those static, basically how Rust does it. You have, like, these static locations, like, the design of them doesn't change, but where they're located changes, and the map around that changes. But, like, the yeah. buildings are look the exact same every time. You know, they're just in a random spot, random geometry around it. Um, to kind of help, like, spice things up, because now it's basically, like, I'm starting to find out, looking at guides and YouTube content, you know, there's, like, really meta stuff like you know at the start of a server run to here build a base at this location here's step by step how you build a base because the foundation is always the same you know and now right. you control this really powerful part of the map you know it's like so but um i still think it's a, i really think the only reason it's 20 bucks dude is the graphics it's not like it's kind of like valheim but like a step up i would say it's like it's isometric it, Basically, it's like Dota 2 or League, almost, in a way. Um, I just, yeah, I can't get over it. For 20 bucks, man, I, I'm, like, pleasantly surprised. I, uh... I'm actually just going to look up the like what it looks like from, from the top. Yeah. Why do, you, why do you think the graphics are a problem? I mean, it looks pretty good to me. Um, I think that graphics determine price a lot, unfortunately. If people, people don't want to pay 60 bucks for yeah. a game that looks like it came out in 2000s, you know, 2010, they want... The triple A, you know, whoa, look at the lighting and shadows and the detail and the hair. Look at the hair textures, bro. You see his arm hair? That's so amazing. This is totally worth 60 bucks. Oh. I mean, yeah, I guess. I, I guess I bought, that's kind of like... I bought another I Ubisoft game. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, I'm making a joke. Sorry. <laughs> I just feel that the... Uh, maybe that's like what, like how the triple A developers like justify their pricing though because i just feel like anything that's yes, sort of that's non -AAA, what I'm saying. yeah anything that's non-triple a people are like they wouldn't pay that i don't right, think right like it's only it's only justified because people say i don't know and people are you know the triple a titles have been going downhill for a long time and especially as they keep tripping up there's quite a lot of these big titles that mess up and the launch dates are not very good and, and whatnot like people are just i don't know People are becoming quite skeptical, I think. I mean, yeah, it looks it looks good. I mean, it looks as good as like Diablo. I mean, to be fair, Diablo 3 is quite old now, but mm -hmm. Diablo 3 was looked really nice. Um, it's, it looks very similar to that. The thing is, like, if you're looking at top-down, isometric, like, RP, action RPG type thing, the graphics don't need to be that good. Like, right. you can still go back and play Diablo 2 now, and it's, like, it's playable, because mm -hmm. it, doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Same thing yeah. as you say with Dota 2, right? Like, if you, if you zoom in on the models, like, they're not necessarily the most complex models ever, um, and you're like, oh, okay, you know, it's like, it's average but sort of smooth you know what i mean like they're, yeah. they're smooth and they're, they're nicely textured but it's not necessarily the best detailing of all time but it doesn't matter because you're looking at them from up here right. down onto the top of their head so it's really more about like the animations and things which is really just a couple of effects so you can make it look pretty good i mean to be honest like the lighting like yeah i mean as you said lighting is quite important because of the whole shadows thing so mm -hmm. i mean the lighting looks pretty good 
um, if I'm honest. But yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks decent. Yeah. Yeah, I know there's, there's quite a few like this. Uh, did you ever play Magicka? I think I spoke about Magicka like ages ago. Um, it was like a it was like a, a big game at one point. It was probably the equivalent of like V Rising hype kind of thing. Like a bunch of people playing it, and they play it for like a hundred, two hundred hours, and then and then they then they stop playing. Um, huh. It was it was good fun. It was good fun. That's like I know uh, I didn't play this. Kind of look similar. It's like a bit a bit older, so the graphics are actually a bit worse on that even. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. But that was a fun game. It was again. It was another game with unique mechanics. You play as a mage. You could play up to four players and go through the storyline. And um, there wasn't actually that much content. There was no like there was no base building or crafting or anything. So it was like shorter lived than games like V Rising. But that was kind of interesting. You had in the you had like eight elements, and you can combine up to five elements in Ooh. any particular spell. You could make any combination of any oh, of those cool. different elements together, and it was awesome. So if you just did like fire, 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 it would just yeah. make like a really big fire. But if you did like Ooh, like cool. if you did like if you did like rock, one rock. So obviously it was quicker to cast if you just cast one thing. So if you cast rock once, it just like throw out this like tiny pebble. You would like hold <laughs> it down, you go. Vzoom. But if you did like rock, 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 this like huge boulder would come out. But if you did like rock, rock, fire, fire, or something, then it would be like this flaming boulder. And you could combine like fire and water together to make steam, and like there's like That's all sorts. So there's like cool. it, was actually, it was really really neat. It was yeah. actually really neat. It's definitely worth like going back and checking out like the original one. I don't know how much it is, but it was definitely fun. And you like you kind of get like your muscle memory because it's like Q W E R A S D F on all the it's... different like <laughs> the different spells. And then there's some like specific ones that you pick up like on scrolls or whatever, and you have to combine the specific set together that wouldn't normally like make anything particular, but it does like haste or something. Where there's like it's not represented necessarily by like the elements, mm-hmm. but they're, like particular like spell combinations in right. a particular order. You have to remember, so you get like your muscle memory down for some of these. And you're just like combining stuff on the fly. Like there's no there's no like there's no mana. There's no stat- it's like as fast as you can cast you can Ooh. cast it's like really really freeing um and it was it was awesome it's quite old now but uh, i had a great time with that so that's actually that's actually really really fun i don't know whether it's like, i wonder how much magic actually is now i'd be surprised to uh probably one of those ones that because it's not on sale or whatever it's probably like 20 dollars mm, or yeah like that. Um, yeah but that definitely gave me some some good times i enjoyed that game and it was it was a, a unique set of like characteristics the way the game was put together i've never played like a magic game with like no mana or anything it was just like down to your individual skill and you could do pvp too there was like a pvp kind of arena and stuff it was huh. it was it was it was fun um some combos were like pretty pretty op broken but yeah it was it's it's it's, it's neat it, was it neat. sounds like invoker on crack or something <laughs> yeah exactly exactly it was like invoker yeah. the game kind of thing for those of you who played dota 2 um yeah, man, it's fun. Well, it's, it's good to hear that you've been enjoying something else in the downtime for, for EFT. Mm. Um, I'm not yet. I, 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 there's so many games on the list that I like, kind of want to try and play, but I keep getting distracted with other yeah. things and like doing Tarkov stuff and, and whatnot. Um, like re- recently, like Tarkov related, God, I've like subjected the poor viewers of my stream to like three sessions of interchange. I know you popped <laughs> in the other day to and, uh, and saw me playing, but yeah. I've been, dude, I've been trying to complete the long line on interchange. You have to kill 30 PMCs inside the mall. Um, once you get to like level 45, you unlock that quest. And dude, like I'm, I'm so, I'm so bad at interchange. I'm so bad. But I was, I'm, I was very determined that we're going to improve and get better. Good for you. And I am less bad, nice than I was, on a scale of really bad to neutral to like mm-hmm. good. I've gone from being really bad to being like marginally less bad, but I would I wouldn't still say that I'm not too bad. I'm not even there yet. 
Like we're not at new. We're definitely not at neutral. I don't know what it is about interchange, but like I just cannot. I cannot win the fights on that map. I'm. I'm not, I don't know what it is. And like we were having a conversation actually, which kind of reminded me. I don't, something seems to happen in the mid game of Tarkov where things sort of go back to normal. But people reminded me at the beginning of the wipe how I felt then, which was just headshot meta is extraordinary. Do you remember playing Factory right at the start of this wipe? And it was just I don't know. I don't know what changed this wipe. It felt different. Just it was just headshots everywhere. If if you weren't getting a headshot. You were getting killed by a headshot yourself. Like it, I don't know, they felt like the thorax meta just didn't even exist at the beginning of the wipe. Well, yeah, because your gun instantly kicks up to their head because your recoils got adjusted. Yeah, I mean that's I probably, I, that's my theory. I do think that's partly it. I do think that's partly it. But um, I mean, dude, playing playing interchange now, it feels like I've gone back to that, and that's kind of what reminded mm. everybody because I just died so often. It was like so many times I will just walk around the corner and just die to an instant headshot on interchange. It's like it's actually. It's remarkable. It's actually remarkable. And I was like, I rely too much on thorax shots, and I need to work on my headshots. Like, actually, like, actually need to work on it. Deliberately, be go for headshots instead. Because normally, I just go, well, the time to kill. You know, it's like two or three shots or whatever. But like by that point, like I'm already dead. You know, I, I, need, yeah. I need to need to work on it. There's so many fights where like I played it right, heard the guy, baited him out, swung the corner, and then like lose the fight because the dude just looks mm. up and headshots me, and it's like. Man, like this is insane. Like this, so I had one particular stream. Actually, I can pull it up. I've been doing. I've been using this new technique. So you know, I used Ooh. to. Um, you know, I used. To, I mean, this is just like content creation stuff. But you know, I used to like have my notepad that I used to write everything down. Yeah, in, yeah. And, and I don't bother anymore. Oh, okay. Um, because what I do afterwards is I use that program that we talked about, which is for anybody who, who in, like does any video editing stuff, the program Lossless Cut is amazing. Like there's no encoding. You can cut things apart, piece them back together. Like it's a really, really good program just for like basic edits, but without doing any encoding, it's really awesome. And you can change different formats from one to another also with like no loss, like MKV to MP4. It's um, actually, can, can you do that in there? I'm not sure. Oh, no, I, use, I, no, I use OBS for that. No, I use OBS for doing the, the recoding. But anyway, so it, but it can it can deal with any of those formats and cut them up. So what I do at the end of each stream now is I will throw the stream into lossless cut, and then I will go through and I will find the end screen with the with the number of PMCs and scavs killed on each raid mm-hmm. and go in out in out da 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 da, and then I'll export it and cut it into a million pieces, delete the original stream, and then I will then on each one I'll put like. The weapon, the map, the number of PMC kills, and whether I survived or not on each individual raid. And it makes it so much easier to go through. And it's way better than the notepad because now if I go like, oh, I would like a clip for an RFB, I go RFB in my archive, hit yeah. enter, and then it'll come up with all the RFBs, what Damn, map it was, so how many smart. PMCs I killed. Like, dude, it's, it's awesome. And it, it obviously takes a bit of extra work to like yeah. go and do that after the stream. But um, it probably takes me, probably takes me like, five to ten minutes to actually go and you know cut it apart and, and put it all back together and da, da, da. but what also it, what it allows me to do is delete really long raids where nothing happened so i can save on a lot of space and just keep the cool stuff and then keep an archive of, of some clips i can use here and there which is which is good but anyway that that aside that long story aside when was this one so this was the yeah was this the last interchange set um actually this was the one that didn't go too badly there was like there was one stream that didn't go too too badly but um there was one session. I think it was the the middle session. Mm-hmm. Honestly, dude, it was it was appalling. I think I got like two kills or something in like fifteen raids, and I died in like thirteen out of the fifteen raids. It was it was so vicious. It was so vicious. I just don't understand interchange. I'm just I'm just not good. I'm just not good, man. I'm just not good. It's so so hard. Yeah, I think it was this one. We did. 
Oh, maybe we okay. We did some factory at the start. So it's like one, two, three, four, five, six raids, one kill, and I survived uh, three times. Okay, insane percent survival rate. Fifty percent on that one. That's pretty good. I mean, that's that wasn't too bad. This one I survived twice out of six mm-hmm. and got four kills, two in two in each raid. Which makes sense raids. if you're going for more kills, you're putting your life in danger that's, more. I mean, that's true. That, yeah. that is true. That is true. This one was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten raids. We got... Oh, wait, is that, is that right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Eight. Yeah, ten raids. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven kills. And... Oh, this is the one I'm talking about, yeah. And one survive. I survived once. In 10 okay. raids, I died nine times, got seven kills, and survived a, a, one single raid. And the single raid that I survived, we just killed Scabs to the MP7 and didn't meet anyone. Honestly, dude, it's, it's been rough. I, That's I pretty had people rough. In chat being like, I had people in chat being like, I'm really sorry for you to watch this happen. Like, I'm sad for you. This, this is like, you know... I, I just, <laughs> I, yeah, people are like, I'm, I'm really like... I, you know, it's making me sad watching you die every raid <laughs> over and over. And it was only the last raid that we survived. Yeah. So I died nine times in a row on stream. I don't know how you, uh, on interchange. How'd you manage that, dude? I think it was because as long as you have your expectations set correctly, it's okay. Cause I like went in with the mindset of like, we're going to learn the map and we're just going to die a lot and we're going to get good... PMC kills too. Yeah. And, and partly the good thing about it is that that quest forces you into the mall you yeah. it doesn't count if it's not in the mall and the mall is the place that i struggle the most i get most mm-hmm. of my interchange kills outside because that's where the scabs are and you can track people and i can do all my usual things right yeah um and you don't really have to pay attention to the map too much because it's much less complicated out there whereas in the mall itself it's like crazy audio actually the the last video that i put up yesterday i don't know whether you've got around to to watching it yet but it was just about like calling cheats in eft but i had like this ridiculous situation where like i thought some guy just like shot me straight away and there was another dude who was like above like you just never know what's what's happening in eft but like i i find that let, let me just say this i find that in interchange i meet a disproportionate number of squads compared to playing yeah. any other map that even map... if i kill one i almost always get killed by the second mm-hmm. i think that map's like fantastic for squad play um yeah Solo play Partly is because really you rough. can lock it down, right? Yes. You can, you can lock down them all so easily, right? If you're playing a squad, if you're playing like three, two or three on, I mean, customs is sort of halfway there, but say woods, like you just, you can't lock woods down. Like there's just, there's not enough choke points. There's too much foliage. You, if a solo player just sneaks off and disappears over a hill, they could pop up literally anywhere. Whereas on interchange, you can have a dude covering one corridor, a dude covering another corridor, and another guy kind of like roaming around fighting somebody. And you can, when you do a, a flank to cut someone off who's playing solo, there's nowhere for them to go. Yeah, They screwing. cannot go anywhere. There's no escape route. Like if you're in the mall and you're down one of the particular sections, if there's not a, you know, a set of metal stairs where you go glang, glong, glang, glong, glang, glong. So you're signposting yourself anyway. Um, I think that's partly the thing. Sometimes even in those situations where I do find myself escaping, I end up running through the mall into someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's it's really hard for solos. I really do think it's very very tough for solos. I've, oh, I've always had this opinion, and actually giving interchange a good go, like I'm definitely better at the map than I was. But it's I meet duos so often. I meet them all the time. People love playing um, 
playing interchange duos to be fair like if i look on the streams and stuff like most people who are playing interchange are playing either with the two or the three and there's not that many people playing it by themselves um, and i think it's just partly for that tactically speaking you can just like lock it down so easily yeah. and it's if you're playing on your own it's so hard to get out there's nowhere to go there's no maneuverability it's it's really rough yeah i 100 agree i i did see your video the cheating video i thought it was really cool i liked it and um what happened there with the two pistoling duo which i thought was really cool that they were like streaming and restreaming each other's stream like that that was pretty cool um, we had all three perspectives like you never yeah, get that yeah yeah that was really cool but like what they did was like a textbook play you know like oh he's here it's like perfect i'm on the second floor i know exactly where i can go to flank this guy and he knew like all the sound audio tricks you can do and uh, uh, that whole yeah i was i was amazed how much he could hear me yeah. while I was I was not overweight and I was crouched, admittedly walking at full speed, but I was like not overweight, right? So normally that's the, the killer because you can hear people really easily, but I was just like crouch walking sideways, trying to look for this other guy. He could hear me plain as day. At one point he was actually walking above me and I couldn't hear him at all. Yeah. Um but he can hear me like as if I'm next to him kind of thing, like is insane. Um, and just leans around the corner and he's like looking for me through the glass and, and spots me there. I was I was amazed as to how much he could hear. It's it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. With Yeah, audio, fun stuff. But um Yeah, dude. I think that's why I liked Interchange so much. I mean nowadays it's like when I was playing a lot, it was as a, as a solo, it was just in and out, like just speed run, expect to die, get the good loot and get out. I mean, that's just kinda like, that's the thing, is, like, a lot of people will say, their big complaint will be, like, oh, there's always someone in a dark corner of the store camping. And like, yeah, that's true. But, like, on the flip side, if you're the guy in the dark corner of the, of the store, you have only, your entrance is your exit. Like, you are screwed, dude, if it's a squad. You are screwed, man. You are screwed. Um, Even if it's got, like, two entrances and exits, like, all they have to do is just pinch you from, that's, like, beneficial to them. Because they can just pinch you from two different directions. Now you're really screwed. Like it's, yeah, it's really, uh, really tough map for solos. It is, it is tough. I mean, you, to be fair, you've played a lot more interchange than me. Like, if you were completing long line, like, what would what would you do? Do you think? Because some people were saying like, oh, you're a bit like maybe I'm playing too slowly. Because I was like, I can't like we had a, we actually had a whole conversation, and this is like potentially not a whole other topic for another time. But we had a whole conversation about um playing shift w on that map mm-hmm. where like that works really well and you like push the stores and you push the hotspots and you actually have like a proper fight rather than kind of these sort of like weird long range fights where you have like three people with mutants shooting at you over like 100 yeah. meters down long distance corridors and i was like my my take on it was like that's fine so long as you know the map if you don't know the map you're just going to run right. into people in random corners and they will hear you first and then they'll and then you'll die so if you know the map intimately that that, that works but you have to you have to build yourself up to there but um I'm just, I'm interested what you think, like, the best strategy would be. Um, you have to define best, but... Uh, the, the, the way to get the most kills for the quest inside the mall without dying too much. <laughs> extract camp? Or would you just go for max kills? Maybe you just go, well, can you extract camp the mall, though? Because you have to be in the mall. Oh, yeah, you're, I mean, yeah, that's true. Where does does Ollie and Idea and Goshen do those count as the mall? The inside counts and the underground counts. You just can't be outside. I mean, you could. I don't know, dude. Like my gut instinct is like just shift W and then die, 
and you'll learn the timings based like shift w to like tech light or right like you spawn or like killer ramp or like you spawn by outside of ollie um either by the garage or by the you know off past the the blue connexes or whatever you know you spawn on that side of the map you just run in the ollie run up the escalators cut immediate left to um Texco, I think it's the first floor. And if a guy's not shooting you from when you're going up the stairs, like if he's shooting at you from the garage, is one possible scenario. Scenario two is you come up the escalators and someone else is shift dubbing towards you and they're shooting at you. Scenario three is you cut left and you're running into Texco and there's a guy already in Texco because he spawned um, highway and he ran through ultra up the ultra escalators, cut a right towards to all the way down to Texaco. Like, you, you just... It's just learn the timings, and the way you're going to learn is dying. So, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. basically, you die a bunch, and then, you know, maybe you get lucky here and there, and then you start building up the Shift W. You learn the timings, because it's, like, so predictable, man. We talked about this before, so I won't go long, but it's, like, so predictable. Like, you just... You know, like, when you can Shift W, and then when you, like have to like be on your you know feet and thinking you know so yeah maybe that is the way because i did a lot more kind of like waiting for shots trying to like get sort of third party on people who are i think you can make that work well in some ways yeah yeah and that was more like about learning the map i feel like that was probably okay to begin with because i was just like not comfortable in the mall and like not comfortable with where a lot of the stuff is and like where the entrances and exits are from like different places but now that i've kind of got that down now that i've like played it enough like i could definitely do that as the next stage and like build up into yeah running in and learning the timings and just taking something what gun would you take that was another thing that i struggle in a change it's like sometimes you meet people at point blank sometimes they're like so 150 weird, meters away down yeah. there down the corridors like we tried all sorts of things we were, we did like scar we did like mdr we tried um we tried the p90 with a hammer on it which was yeah. actually not that bad i will say that actually yeah. wasn't that bad i quite like that i quite enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing is like you can technically run like an MP7 P90 and it can work in certain scenarios. Um, like I think it's viable, but it's you, you kind of want to be doing the shift W thing, right? You know, you have to like play I, around I've it, seen right? people run valves on that map, you know, it's just like, yeah, but probably like I still think SR25 or one of those high caliber guns, yeah. they're just like good up close and it's just a good all-around gun so that'd probably be my thing yeah i mean the more you talk about it it is really hard because i would be like oh just sit here and then i think it's like well someone could just like shoot you from a different angle and you wouldn't even see them or hear them you know because it's weird like that and it's like oh just camp this store but then like you may or may not see anyone and then if you do kill someone and there's a squad, you're stuck inside a store and they're going to nade spam you. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And if you're on your own, it's just like, where do you go? Right. It's like, it's, it's hard. Yeah. You can, I mean, you can <laughs> try to do, um, stick to the outskirts of the mall on the first floor. Um, maybe the second, cause you know, do you know about the secrets? We're, get, we're getting into a whole like meta strategy about interchange. Now. But do you know about the secret? I call them secret. Um, Ollie, or sorry, Idea Secret, Ollie Secret. They like these back offices, right? That take you up a square spiral staircase to the second floor. Are you aware of these? The one that I normally use is the um, the one in Goshan. You go from like the the back of Goshan through the 
through the office kind of door. Yes. Rather rather than going into the main wall, you go to the right. Yeah. And there's like the, the door there, and you go you go through there's like a computer room, and then there's that staircase. That's the one that I almost always use to get okay. up onto the second floor. The other one, I don't remember where that is. The the other one that I use is the the one that takes you from the parking garage into the back of Goshan. I use that all the time. Like getting into the map, so that I don't necessarily like bump into people. You know, there's like that rickety wooden set of crates and boxes and blah blah blah. Like when you spawn in, you can go into the into the underground garage, yeah, and then round the corner, and then you go up there into the back. But it's not really, it's not sort of a, off to the side. Yeah, it's is not it like a secret an escalator. Staircase. No, no, this is this is just like the set of boxes from the parking lot. Oh, oh, um, oh! It's like a shell that's like yeah, randomly like got. It yeah. takes you to like that industrial bit at the back. Yes, of yes, the, yes. I think talking about yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, those are the two that I mainly use. So the okay, so the one, the first one, you're in Goshen, and it's like to your right, and then there's like some offices. The other one's like to your left, just on the opposite end. Like basically, Goshen connects through the offices, connects the two major parts of the mall or three major parts. Like Goshen, you're facing. If you're in Goshen, you're looking towards the center of the mall. To your right yeah. is the offices that connects the idea. Because you could technically, he's writing this down, <laughs> chat. <laughs> I'm looking at the map. I'm oh, actually okay. opening the map up, like genuinely. Technically, you, I'm gonna lose myself. you could stay on the first floor and go around and come out near Idea, basically. Yeah. Or you could go up the stairs within those offices and go to the second floor, which would put you above Idea ish, you know? Um, and then if you go on the other side towards Ollie, those little offices, you got the. Where's the, the staircase there? Um, should just be no, right next to the office. I'm, really, I'm just so looking at the map, just trying to see. Is Goshen at the top or at the bottom of this map? Um, well, this is the one on. Well, Goshen's in the middle now. <laughs> this is the one on. Is Goshen north or south? Goshen is like relative east, to. No. Okay, it's east. Okay. So, north... like ideas at the top, ideas north, right. and then all these south on this map. So, like so the idea one, I guess that, that one that's fine. I use that staircase all the time. But like, where's the other staircase? You just There's take a stairs. a line straight down from those. Do you take the double doors to the offices, right? Uh, yeah. Because there's like a Bizarro. I think it's Bizarro store, clothing store. That's next to there's like a bathroom that you can go. Yeah, Bizarro there. And yeah, if you just you can go through. You can keep going all the way down, fall all the way down. There's another set of double doors there on the opposite side. I don't find right. it on the map. But I just, I kind of, we'll have to look at it. You have to I'm send me a link or something. Map. Like, I can't, I don't even know where this is, but uh, I, I trust right you. Now. I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> where is, where is this? I'm like, oh, hmm. let me try and change this map's the. weird. Let me try and change this. Is there a way that you can get rid of the staircase? Or can you put like just staircases on or something? I don't I actually don't use Map Genie that much. I really like Map Genie. Shout outs to Map Genie. I normally use the the in-game ones. I thought this might be easier because I thought there might be a an easier way to to get this to get this up. Actually, I, I might just use the regular one. On the wiki. Let me do that. Power station. Here we go. I usually use the wiki one, the static map. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, so that's got like okay, that's got the the staircase. To be fair, like they all kind of look like the stairs, but um, okay. I would say this. Okay, so this is the corner by the Ollie office. I guess. Well, it's not. It's not actually by the Ollie office. It's not actually by. Yeah. What I mean, yeah, it's on the side of um Ollie. That's why it's called Ollie's Secret because it's on that side of the map. You know what I mean? But you couldn't. You can't actually get to it from there. You same's true for idea. I mean, you're like really close to it. I mean, if you just walk further, also past, true actually. If you just yeah, walk further up. That's um, true. You know what? I don't think uh, I don't think Map Genie has it. I said to a staircase. Um, it's it's kind of represented. I sent you a DM. Excuse the, the main map. The main map does actually have a staircase there. Does it? Yeah, there's not actual sure, lines for staircases. It looks like a, a dead end almost. And have a look at your, uh, <laughs> have a look at your map. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, fine. It's just like on on Map Genie on one side, it has uh, an actual like arrow up kind of symbol. Oh, okay. Says, oh, here's a staircase, and you you go over it, and it says Goshan Office Stairwell up. Oh. And you go to the other side, and it doesn't actually say anything. Okay. Oh, it's got a question mark saying stairs. Okay, it's just slightly, it's slightly differently labeled. I see. It's like Kibber Alarm 1 and stairs are both labeled with a question mark. Hmm. Okay, so they've labeled it in a different way, in a bit of a funny way. Okay, fine. All right. After that 10 minute <laughs> interlude of trying to explain to Giga where the stuff is on interchange because he's a noob. Uh, um, stop it. Now I know what you're talking about. Okay, great. Yeah. I never normally use that one. Um, use those to rotate. Like, basically, you see how the first floor. Um, the front of the mall, everything mm-hmm. connects to that long, long hall. Yeah. You can go from one side to the other side, whereas on the back side of the mall, technically where where I was at, you could use those secret rooms to um, navigate. You could even go up the stairs instead of taking like the main. Like, don't ever take tech like escalators. It's like always a death trap, dude. I mean, you could risk it because they can't hear you until you're like. On the near the top, yeah, they can only hear like the top. Like they'll hear like one or two footsteps on metal, and then you'll be at the top. Like it's actually really dumb, but that is how it is. Um, so if you want to just shift W, that's one way to do it. But uh, yeah, you, that's like that's kind of actually what I do when I did my solo money making rounds. As I try to stick to the outside and like investigate any stuff, um, but like that strip through the middle where the two fountains connect, like you get the hole in the the floor where Killa's typically yeah. at, and then you got the fountain on the other side. That's like loot alley slash death alley. Like a lot of the PvP will happen along there, either in the stores or outside. So yeah, that's the thing. Like it's trying to trying to look for PvP, really. Yeah, but, like, also not just get instant. Right, <laughs> right. So you you kind of just gotta like circle around the map. You could try doing that and try to like, yeah. That'd be my yeah. Advice. I should try some different routes. I'll try some different routes. Like we did, we tried a bit upstairs and stuff, but like I ended up most of the time not running into really anybody. It's, it's a bit of a weird time now because Interchange is pretty dead because people normally do leave yeah. runs and stuff there, but like no one's really searching for stuff. So uh, I think like the the one where I got killed and I made the video about it, those two guys didn't find anybody else except for me because I I watched like a little bit more because I was like just trying to find the context of the clip and stuff, and they were like, oh, I guess this is it then, just like one guy. So they looted a few other rooms took my stuff and then and then left so there's just like three of us really that were like in the main mall like making noise i mean there could be other people around just like looting and whatnot but um 
people who are like actually actively scanning around the, the main mall because these guys were you know they were down the central section which is where i shot them first we were in the kind of um the south section mm-hmm. doing other other stuff but uh actually no sorry it wasn't south section it was the north section yeah so we were we sort of covered that like top half of the actual main ultra mall didn't go in idea when we didn't go in ollie um but you know it's a good quarter of the map to be to be covering and there were shots there they, they were shooting scavs i shot at them they shot at me um so if there were other people who were looking for pvp they probably would have come and they didn't find anybody so it's a it's a weird time to be trying to play interchange right now anyway yeah i can see that so i don't know i'm like i'm half tempted to carry on and i'm half tempted just to like just shelf it again yeah and i don't know i'm like i'm torn because i put like a quite a decent amount of time in um into it and i'm just like i am getting better but it's like not a quick process it's really yeah. not a fast process so far and like after spending like three to four streams doing it i mean i've probably spent in total uh it's not going to give me a total value oh no it will it will yeah so i've probably spent like 10 to 15 hours on it now on that quest and it's like have i had enough i feel like i've had enough i'm not like I went back to starting to play a little bit more Lighthouse again because, like, I'm oh, actually really? enjoying that map. And uh, as Chat's saying, spend that time in Factory instead. It's so much better. Yeah. It's very much more enjoyable. Um, it's, it is, it's entertaining. I mean, Factory's been a little bit frustrating as well, but, like, I feel like my play's become a lot sloppier as well towards the end of the wipe. Like, I'm, I had, like, a really good fight the other day where I was, like, actually, like, holding the angle, like, pushing aggressively, but, like, okay. not leaning too far, and, like, had some, like, really, really good fights. Ended up killing two guys, but their third person came through and looted them before I managed to get back because of the way I was playing, but, like, didn't die, survived through the whole thing, didn't get the loot, but, like, was really happy with the way I played the PvP, which is good. Whereas I found a lot of the time, I think it's partly just, like, playing a new map, trying to learn the routes, you know. I was also messing around with the Scar because I wanted to do a video about it. So I wanted to get the kills with the Scar. So it's like a gun that I haven't used before. And I've got chat as well. I'm like trying to think about so many things that yeah, like when I actually get into sure. the gunfight, sometimes I'm just like wide swinging out for no reason into two people and dying and stuff. And it's just like not really playing very smart. So I think it's like time maybe just to like tighten up the gameplay a bit. And like on other maps are a bit more straightforward. I can think a bit more about um about the fights and not just about like where i am and where people could be and blah, 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 all this stuff like it's um it's it's too much you need to get so many you need to get a certain amount of stuff into muscle memory to play well you kind of need to be like focusing on one thing at a time whereas if you try and focus on three then you get overwhelmed by all the different things um, yeah fact, it's easy because it's just a flow map right you know where everybody is and it's and it's easy so um and even lighthouse is because it's so open and outside it's quite quite fun so, yeah. yeah i forget you you gotta juggle I know you like highly prioritize chatting about or with chat about something. So yeah, if you're trying to, yeah, you could probably like just like one eye, one hand on the mouse, also talking to chat, playing factory, but interchange, I mean, not so much, you know. Yeah, got... there's like one. There's one period where like somebody wandered past and then fired, and and I was like, oh, I wasn't even watching, you know. It's like the I was like kind of holding an angle, but I was just like chilling for a second, reading chat, and then I was like, oh, I've missed my shot. I think it's like someone just wandered through my sightline, but like I wasn't looking at the screen. So I was like, okay, maybe I need to just like focus down a bit more. I'll be like, right, we're playing interchange, and we're gonna have to really focus and be more. You know, we'll, we could take specific breaks in little cubby holes and mm-hmm. like catch up with people, but otherwise, if we're out in the main mall, like need to be all eyes. All eyes on the screen, just because if you're playing solo there, you've got to have every advantage you can. Otherwise, you're gonna have a bad time. Anyway, it's a, that's food for thought. That's actually giving me some good ideas about what's doing things. It's, it's good cool. to it's good to reflect. Good to reflect, yeah, especially yeah. with people who play maps that you are typically not as good at. But um, 
yeah there's lot there's lots of things to take away though i think it's useful i think if you ever useful. do a do a stream you should and and the person you're doing with is a fan of the map you should try to get them to do uh some duos with you on there did, did you do some of geeks a little bit i did a little bit yeah 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 how did that go around interchange it was it wasn't it wasn't too bad it was okay okay it was actually okay I did feel like I was trailing around after him like a little lost puppy for quite, <laughs> quite a lot of it because that was before any of this, right? So I was yeah, still yeah. like in very much just like very shaky interchange mode. And um, it's funny just like having played the game so much because there's so many maps, right? You could spend all your time focusing on, you know, four or five of the maps rather than all of them. And that's definitely the way with me. So it's like some areas of like, like with that staircase right, that we just talked about, like some areas of the map for me, I'm just shaky on interchange. It's just, I don't know the entire map in its, yeah. in its detail. You know, I can get around and it's fine. I'm just like, you know, the average player, but like, you know, I'd probably know the map as well as someone who's played for, I don't know, maybe a, a wipe and a half playing interchange, mm -hmm. like as their main map, some, something along those lines. Yeah. Um, so it's like a very, very new, like new mentality towards interchange, which is interesting in its own respect, because it's like something different to learn, something you to learn. That's the thing that I do actually like about EFTs, because the game's so complex that there's always something new that I could be focusing on. I, try, I tend to be like trying to pick something and be like, right, we're going to be working on this, we're working on this, working on Lighthouse, Sniping Rogues, we're working on Interchange, getting better at that, working on Reserve, Underground, working on you know, customs dorms, like whatever it might be, or like playing labs. Like there's so many untouched areas for me that it's um, never really gets old, you know? Yeah. But yeah, but that's what I've been up to. That's uh, basically it. We're probably, probably running out of time, I would say. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think so. Mm. I, um, I got a chance to listen to your album, by the way. I don't think I oh, mentioned yeah. this, so I'm going to get it off the list um good album i like it dude yeah it's cool it's cool yeah. it's like um it's a funny thing this is the the music project where like obviously it's not me making it but it's right. uh it's actually really neat some guys were like you know we can make some music for your stream or whatever and um it'll be on spotify and um you know they're trying to like build a business on it anyone who's familiar with like harris heller and the streaming music stuff that he does kind of like a similar thing um but they'll do like bespoke stuff for for people which is which is really neat and basically, I sent them like five tracks. I was just like, make something kind of like this, and then and then they did, and it and it's really cool. Like if I was going to do it again, to be fair, they're like they they should be making some more stuff for me at some point. Um, oh, good. But like they, uh, I I now that I've like used it a bit, I kind of know a bit more about like what I would like the next time because there's some tracks that like they sound really great, but then when you try to combine them with the content, it's like actually kind of difficult because of like right. just the way that the track sounds. And like, especially recently, I've been experimenting a lot with different music and only having kind of like 10 tracks or something like you can't use them all the time. Like I was using, I tried, like I was using one as like an intro for a while. Yes. And then I was like, <laughs> when I, I like, heard actually... that on the album, I was like, I know this song. I know this song. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, is that good? Is it not? But I felt like it kind of like crimped on like my freedom to create because some intros I wanted to be different yeah, and, and yeah. have a different feel. Right. And so I'm like, actually, I'm just going to like do whatever because... I just want the music to fit the thing rather than like try to have like an intro theme or whatever people associate it with the channel. I don't, I don't, there's like, there's pros and cons of both, but sure. for me, I wanted to keep that flexibility so I could like set a tone right from the word go. Cause it's so, it's so important, but I've been like looking at a few different things. There's been, there's like, actually I still use the YouTube audio library quite a lot. There's some good stuff in there. Mm -hmm. And um, there was another one, I think like Devin Nash was talking about these like stream tunes guy, ST double or S T R double E M tunes. And they've got like some huh. cool stuff. 
on there as well. Um, but to be fair, like you have to like sift through. So what I end up doing is like sift through loads and loads of music and then like pick out individual pieces and I kind yeah. of save them down for myself and then go through and try and use them. But yeah, look, I'm I'm really pleased with the way that album came out. I think it's really nice. And uh, yeah, I mean, if even if just like a couple of people listen to it or like a few tracks and just add them to some playlists, then that's uh, you know, that's it's good. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to have like bespoke music is 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 really really cool. And um, and those guys are nice. But yeah, I need to get onto them actually to make some more for me because uh, it'll just make it easier to set the vibe and have those tracks be used more more readily in content. So. Yeah. Another future project, another thing to do, another thing on the list. The list is so long, dude. <laughs> and just I'm pleased you liked it, though. I'm yeah. pleased you liked it. I remember the first time when I heard it, I was just like, because it was all going to, oh, it was a very speculative thing. And I was like, well, they're going to make the music, whatever. I'll, I'll listen to it and see. It's all going to come down to the quality. And um, I heard like the first couple of tracks and I was just like, yes, this is actually really good. Like, it's actually like really high production value. This is amazing. Because um, as much as I love Harris Heller and as much as I love stream tunes, I find that most of the music doesn't necessarily have that much like character to it. Um, yeah. There's a lot of music, which is which is brilliant, right? And what he's done for the streaming music DMCA business is absolutely fantastic, and like mm-hmm. no one can thank him enough. But I think a certain a certain like it's great for streaming, actually, as background music. But for doing like short, like shorter form, not short form, but shorter form, like 10 minute stuff, you, you want something a little bit more with like a bit more character, but it's not as generic. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the stuff that he's got on, his, on a lot of his albums is like fairly generic, which is great for streams because it means it kind of fits with anything. But if you want to pick a particular piece that gives a particular feel, I think maybe some of that emotion is maybe muted a little bit because of the, the type of, because like, it really is for streamers, right? It's not really meant for like YouTube, for like exciting YouTube videos. Right. Um, so as I said, I spent a bit more time doing research into other things, and some of these tracks are a bit more like that. Actually, they're more, they're sort of, they've got more character to them, which in some cases, as I said, makes it harder to fit them in. Um, yeah. But there's one particular track which is like a very like guitar heavy track, and I'm quite a guitar guy anyway, and I absolutely love it. Can I find anywhere for it to go yeah. in any of my stuff? Freaking no, dude. Like I've not been able to use it at all. I think it's called like Butterflies or something, and it's like one of my favorite tracks on the whole album. It just doesn't go anywhere in the stuff mm. that I want to make. But it's what it is. That's the way. I've learned a lot of lessons from doing that first album anyway with them. Um kind of revising them on it. Because they have like their own producers that do do this kind of stuff, which is really cool. So yeah, it's just another another fun project in the in the list. <laughs> yeah, I love I love finding that right song for that right emotion. It's like the shove in the video dude. It's just like, oh dude, that's my jam, dude. That's my jam. We got a video coming up that's got a little bit of that. I'm excited oh, yeah? for it. Yeah. That's good. Oh, by the way, yeah, I actually really enjoyed the editing on the weapons videos that you did with Airing. Oh, thanks. It was recently. pretty straightforward, but I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. There was like there was something about it that was just really clean. Yeah. Is what I would say. It was just really clean. Like it didn't take away. It was like it was like just enough. Do you know what I mean? It was like just mm. enough editing to make the whole video like really clean, work really nicely together. Like the effects were like soft and in the background it's got it's a bit like cooking right and i've been doing this a little bit in my own videos now some a lot of people were commenting saying like love the new editing style like it's really good it just makes it like feel better people don't know specifically what you're doing it's like if you're cooking a meal you don't want somebody to be able to taste the cinnamon right but like you put a little bit in and it just adds the overall flavor they don't necessarily like they can't pick apart the ingredients but they know they like it 
that's that's kind of the, the I feel like that's the vibe. And I think you did really well with that in the latest one. It's just like it's like just enough. There's just enough effects, but they're kind of subtle. And even just things like airing the camera, like rounded with the corners, everything just mm-hmm. feels like really like just really tight and just like really clean. I think it was a really good job. I appreciate really, that. Man. Like that. That's definitely like that. definitely my sort of style. I'm coming to find and grow into. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the smooth, clean. Yeah, I like the with like a mini meme that doesn't go on too long. Like it's like a little mm-hmm. clip, just like very short. Um, because you can so easily go overboard with memes. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah. It's, Tell, it's me about it. <laughs> Tell me about I it. I feel like you've maybe pulled that back a bit. So it's just like a tiny Dude. little funny excerpt, and then it and then it moves on. Um, I think that's. I think I don't know. I think it was all well done. I think it's very well rounded. Some of my early edits, God, I can't believe he greenlit some of them. Do they? <laughs> like Jesus Christ. What's that? The the unhinged editing. <laughs> <laughs> Those were uh, interesting, interesting days for sure. But um, no, it's cool, dude. I love it. Have you quickly, and then we got to wrap up. Have you listened to the Cutting mm-hmm. Corner podcast that I mentioned? You actually, you mentioned it, and I listened to. So I had when I went off to Stockholm, I downloaded mm-hmm. all of the ones that they had. So I listened oh, cool. to was it was it five or six that they had out at the time, something like that. And yeah. um, and I listened to them all because I had like a really long journey. Right, it's like three hours down to to london for for me in the first place then like an hour on the the like the slow heathrow tube then the the flight to stockholm was like two and a half hours like and then we had like an hour cab ride like dude i I was like i need like 15 episodes or something so i just like downloaded all of it and listened to all of it on the journey it was it was good it was good actually it was was like interesting because it touches on not just like edits like there's some stuff about editing but other things about just like Sort of the way that people do stuff, or the way they think about things, is subtle things that you don't really think about that you only hear in that longer form when people are just like free talking about their experience and like how it is working with different creators and how they got to where they are and like things they're thinking about for the future. It's like interesting, interesting. It's so funny this kind of like sub world. It's like the content world up here, yeah. And this like sub world of all the editors, like <laughs> yeah. kind of like they're in their own thing, right? Yeah. They're all talking to each other. Like it's 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 funny how these kind of sub industries, like to support the main content world, exist. They're kind of in the in the sort of the, the next bubble, but it's they're all doing the same things. There's a whole community there that's built up around it too. It's it's fun. It's it's fun. No, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. It was a good recommendation. Have you listened to all of? Them? I know when I think I oh. like overtook you initially yeah dude two of my friends you being one of them that i've recommended it to they've like far surpassed me i i need to get back on it It, it's like i don't know i want to like take it time by you know i don't know i gotta get back into it actually because i fell out yeah Um, but i found that like it was so valuable that i had to go look up i'm like okay what's the context what's he's talking about let me go watch this video oh my god it's a one hour long edit of among us back when among us was popular okay i gotta watch this now <laughs> so it's like that's what that's what happened so it's um yeah but no seriously quick quick shout outs if cutting quarter podcast if you're like looking to get into video editing maybe it's not like the best thing for that but i feel like there's a lot of good advice there like i don't know if you use excalibur for premiere they were talking about that like shortcut hotkeys type of stuff like i was like what yeah, I don't, but I definitely was going to look into some of these things, especially with like After Effects and stuff as well, which I also don't use right now, and I'd like to do. Yeah, um, I I think it's a great resource. I got I feel like two people that I recommend to has got a lot of value. I got a lot of value of it. So if you are interested in making your content or just want to edit some videos or whatever, you don't know, you just want to need a place to start. Start at the Cutting Corner podcast. Yeah, I think there's two more I haven't listened to. There's, yeah, um, I saw they put out. They've, oh, they've, they've done Tommy in it. Yeah, I don't know who that is. 
He's um, one big Minecraft YouTubers. There you go. Uh, so there's two that I haven't listened to, but so that one. So they go, they're like, you know, thousand views, thousand views, six hundred, mm. five hundred views. Da, da, da. Tom, the game of YouTube with Tommy in it, seventeen thousand views. That's it. They've got like the headline guy now. I see. Cool. Good for um, them. Good for them. I'll have to listen to both of those. That sounds interesting. Sounds interesting. Cool. Right. Wrapping it up before we before we before we devolve onto any other random <laughs> tangents. Definitely. Let's 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 wrap let's wrap this thing. So, well. That's time again, where we drag on into another topic. No, I'm kidding. We're, we're wrapping it up. Thanks, guys, so much for tuning in. As always, we're approaching a thousand subs on YouTube rapidly. It's really cool. Really cool. And um, as always, see you next week. Catch you later.